Welcome back, guys, to Wrestling Ruin, Wrestling's Worst Years, Episode 6. I am your host, Mike Von Erich, along with... <laughs> I don't know which Von Erich I should be, because they're all dead. And Kevin's an idiot. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm a... Uh, what's the one that died on the trailer hitch? <laughs> little Jack? I'll be Little Jack. I'm Little Jack. Little Jack. I'll be Waldo. <laughs> No relation. <laughs> I gotta be Lance. Guys, I'm Eddie Shepard along with Travis Lasseter, of course. Oh, God. You guys really need to improve your introductory skills. I am the free will burden head turning ass kicking machismo dripping master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast. Brandon A. Lane, take two. Take two, guys. Fuck this show. <laughs> we gotta watch it again. This is the third time I have seen this show. The fourth time for me. And that's two times too many. It's three times too many. Fuck it. Guys, <sighs> so, so we, we recorded this episode about a week ago. Um, I had some Stone Cold IPAs courtesy of... Uh, not too good. I'm not gonna uh, lie to you. I'm not courtesy of my work friend, uh, Michael Waltry. Shout out for that. Yeah, we appreciate that. We should have kayfabed and, made, and, and been like, clack. Oh man, this is so good. Thank you for this time. <laughs> but we te- we definitely didn't do this a second time. <laughs> they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, guys, so we had some audio issues, so we get, to, we get to record this one again. However, we were... The first time we got to watch it, the WWE Network was still working, so we were able to watch it on the WWE Network. This time, we're going to Travis's illegal downloads and watching. We're breaking out the Toshiba hard drive. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Oh, guys. Before we get going, I mean, uh, I, I, I literally, I made a joke about Mike Von Eric. I had gotten my COVID vaccine shot, and of course, I uh, I get like a hundred and like five fever. Uh, Travis came over to the house and I looked at him. I was like, like, don't let me die like a Von Eric. <laughs> I was like, don't go towards the light, Mike. It's fine. <laughs> did, the, did the doctor prescribe you a healthy dose of cowbell? <laughs> he did. Yeah, look, look at you now. Yeah, it, it was an it was an awful experience, guys. I really did feel like my brain was uh, was on fire. Um, so what do you think, Mike? Felt I know, like? fuck, I poor guy. Uh, I got, such a promising I, wrestling career. I, I, I wish right I wish this was a visual podcast because I show you what he does look like. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, though, to the Von Eric family, I am sorry about your tragedy and loss, Kevin. No. Good for you. Yeah, for- we, yeah, good for you for not being a fuck up. <laughs> good for your sons doing whatever they're doing. But and here, a life, life lesson: uh, if you if you get your foot amputated, maybe let it heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, fair enough. Maybe stay out of like felony trouble and not kill yourself when you're. Oh, are. and don't do so many pizza in commercials. <laughs> Those were great. Hey, man, you could just be like David and have a ruptured intestine, aka I had a drug overdose. I, you know, if Eddie had I like died, that on the dark side. If, if if Eddie had died, would you have flushed his uh, paraphernalia down the <laughs> toilet to, to keep his spirit? Yes, uh, yes, I, would I would have flushed his AEW figures down the toilet. <laughs> it would have. It would have been like. Yeah, let's do this, and then everyone would would be you know like oh it's all it's all cool, but and it'd be funny like the rumors like twenty years from now, and then it causes me to have a heart. Like, Eddie had AEW figures. Oh my god, you broke my heart. You broke my fucking heart. No, no I, 
had bad fish. It was bad fish. Here's here's the even better part. Yesterday he's like he's like out of it because he's got a fever, and he's like they're gonna have a memorial show for me, and Carrie's gonna win the title. He's like I'm not Mike. I want to be David. I want to be David. He's gonna win it. He's gonna win it with a backslide. Yellow Rose of Texas. I'm gonna lose it right back to Ric Flair. It's it's fine. Uh, I'm glad you guys were here for that. That was fun. I'm feeling a lot better today, guys. I'm really excited to get this show kind of rolling and. Guys, Clash of the Champions 30. <laughs> Take two. On, on, if uh, you weren't sick yesterday, you're going to be sick because we're going to have to watch The Butcher in the main event again. Hey, if you rank these uh, in order of quality uh, of the first 30, I will put this maybe at like number 29. Because <laughs> number 29 worse? is worse than 30. Yeah, it's That's true. true. It's very true. Oh, God, guys. Before we kind of get rolling and get everything uh, going on, guys, uh, Let's kind of tell you about how the Clash of the Champions was born. Clash of the Champions 1 took place on March 27th, 1988, headlined by Ric Flair versus... Woo! Sting! 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 Surfers. Uh, thus making Sting a, uh, a huge star. Yeah, they, they the went process. to a 45-minute Broadway. It's a, It's... One of it's probably Sting's best match. Uh, it's like Flair's uh, uh, like fiftieth best the, match. You mean the Human Torch match with Vampiro is not your favorite Sting match? It's it's definitely uh, up there. Uh, <laughs> or the match Top he five. has where Steiner sticks the dogs on him and he can totally see the towel <laughs> on his hand. Oh man, I can't wait till we get to two thousand. Two thousand is going to be a Sting fun versus year. Jeff Hardy and Je- Jeff Hardy's coked down. I mean, come on, guys. Oh, you can't blame Sting on that one. I mean, he held him down like a champ. Yeah. Clash of the Champions was originally created due to some underhanded tactics by the WWF. Allegedly. Vince McMahon decided... No, not allegedly. Vince Definitely. <laughs> Vince McMahon decided to run Survivor Series against Jim Crockett Promotions' marquee event Starcade on the exact same day on pay-per-view. As it was still in the infancy of pay-per-view, many cable providers could only offer one event at a time. Vince had stated that if the cable companies would show Starcade over Survivor Series, and they would not uh, be allowed to show WrestleMania, which was a, been a proven huge cash draw. Yeah, and God forbid anybody miss WrestleMania 4, which has two matches that you might want to see and a bunch of fucking filler. Doesn't uh, Demolition work Strike Force in that, on that show? Or is that five? I can't remember. I think that's four. All I know no, is No, five, that, they work Powers of Pain. I mean, that Andre Hogan match was fucking classic. You mean the one that went to a DQ? No, yeah, yeah. They both got first round by. It's, funny, it, it's funny because, like, the st- t- Travis is looking me in the eye and he's being sincere. <laughs> and then I'm like, are you fucking, are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> Savage versus DiBiase saves the show. Oh, it's a great match. In fact, most of Savage and DiBiase's matches are pretty good. Uh, but I'm just saying, WrestleMania 4 is not one of the, the highlights of the pantheon of great WrestleManias. Awesome VHS box. That's about pop it. Up, pop up. Which is weird to me that Hogan's the pop up and not Savage. Well, I'm just going to show you where the priorities were. Yeah. Hulk's kind of public. This is where the power lies, brother. And I'm pointing to my crotch. You know, I'm actually pointing to my hand. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm pointing to Jimmy Hart's pocket. <laughs> Following this, pay-per-view companies warned the WWF not to schedule their events on the same day as Jim Crockett promotions. Uh, but Vince decided to run a free show on the USA Network called the Royal Rumble. To go against Jim Crockett Promotions' Bunkhouse Stampede. That rumble sucks. Bunkhouse Stampede also sucks. Uh, well, Bunkhouse Stampede was a point in time where uh, they could have propelled Luger 
That's Which, somebody else. This is somebody else, baby. But it should have been. It should have been him. <laughs> but Dusty was like, "No, nah, baby, I gotta, I gotta let the people know who the real man is." And I'm, if anybody gonna win the the bunkhouse stampede, it's gonna be the American Dream. Can't wait if for AEW to have if one. If Cody Rhodes win it. <laughs> when WrestleMania Four was set to take place, Jim Crockett Promotions decided to give Vince a taste of his own medicine and counter-program that show with the very first Clash of the Champions. And it did gangbuster ratings. Yes, and I will say this do not hold Clash of the Champions 30 against the entirety of Clash of the Champions because Clash of the Champions 1 is an outstanding show you've got that excellent uh, triple threat uh, triple threat uh, six man tag with uh, the Road Warriors and uh, the Russians and it's you know barbed wire uh, you've got an excellent tag team match with uh, the Fantastics and the Midnight Express one of the best actually probably the Fantastics are fucking awesome they, they are great uh, shout out to uh, to you know Tommy Rock Rogers and uh, our, our good buddy, um, I'm blanking on his name, Bobby Fulton. <laughs> Bobby, Fulton. Bobby Fulton's in a pretty bad health right now. Oh, get there, get well soon. Don't have that Von Eric. Don't have that Von Eric fever. Uh, fast forward though, Jim Crockett Promotions had been purchased by Ted Turner, now being called World Championship Wrestling. With many lackluster years and the loss of countless dollars, Eric Bischoff was put into control. Oz. Big Josh. There were some good ones. <laughs> His biggest gift. Firebreaker Chip. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fireman and he's a wrestler. <laughs> isn't that the isn't that the fake sting? Uh, Jeff Farmer. That's Jeff Farmer. No, no, he was uh, he was a character named Cobra or something yeah, like that. Bullshit. Oh, it didn't take off either. Fucking WCW. God, where's Craig Pittman when we need him? Uh, uh, Braun the Leprechaun. Uh, Eric Bischoff coming soon to Nitro. <laughs> Actually, no, he never was on Nitro. Saturday. WCW Saturday Night. Why? Which is on this hard drive. <laughs> oh, fuck. Eric Bischoff's biggest biggest get would be Hulk Hogan, which he debuted at Bash of the Beach in 1994, earning a huge buy. Rate. I want to say it was one of the biggest buy rates they've ever had. And it was the biggest they had done to date. And then uh, I want to say it was Star like Kate. Star K97 uh, was the, big the biggest one. Then they fucked that up too. Didn't Batch of the Beach 98 also get a really great buy rate as well? Nice, both 97 and 98 were, were both big buy rates. Uh, 98, 98 has Carl uh, Malone and DDP. Yeah, and 97 was... Um, Hogan uh, Luger. Uh, Ho- no, it was Hogan, Hogan Rodman Luger Giant. Yeah. I hate that I know that. <laughs> you're, thinking, you're thinking of Road Wild. <laughs> yeah, because I know, I know Luger wins the belt like seven days or something before... Pay per view and then turns right back around. It was Nitro uh, one hundred six days, six days. Yeah, before. six days, something like that, and he turns right around, and loses it. Fun stuff. Hey, we should watch Road Wild '98. Jay Leno. I'd rather see with the chin Jimmy Fallon in there. <laughs> H- Hogan began. What? How dare you? <laughs> Jay Leno's, Jay Leno's a fucking dickhead. It is, and Jeff, and, no, I don't have time. I don't have time to tell you everything that's wrong with fucking uh, can't fucking break his uh, fucking ah, character piece of shit. Fuck you, all of you. <laughs> Conan. Conan's the only good one. When Hulk Hogan got signed, he began getting he began getting his buddy signed. Uh, Big Boss Man. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Honky Tonk Man, Earthquake, and Brutus the fucking Barber yeah, Beefcake. We all just wanted to fucking see Hacksaw Jim Duggan beat Steve Austin for the U.S. title. Yeah, and then you know what that was? Clash of the Champions 29. See, he wasn't Fucking wrong. horseshit. Number 30 in the top 30. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after uh, 
well, I would say towards the end of 94, Macho Man uh, left WWF to go to WCW to continue on an actual entering career. He brought that sweet Slim Jim money, too. He did, and uh, Leap and Landy came with him. Well. That sweet, sweet Stephanie Poon. Uh, which was led into by far... It wasn't even ripe yet. Oh. oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a Brandon opinion. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> was she of age then? I'd like, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I would hope so. I'm the macho man and the rules do not apply. <laughs> they should. Because he has his lady killer shirt on. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, available at our t-shirt shop, a, a, a really tasteful uh, Jimmy Snuka shirt that says lady killer, and then in very small lettering, allegedly, because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. Allegedly. Uh, she get one of those Tamina. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Controversy creates cash, and she would kill you. This is the, true. This is the first big show for WCW in 1995, and we are oh. excited to bring it to you guys. Uh, of course, Clash of the Champions 30 takes place from Caesar's Palace on January 25th, 1995, two days after our last episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, before we kind of get rolling, guys, and kind of uh, start watching along with this, let's take a short break and listen to some of our sponsors. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in-depth movie retrospectives and interviews with casting crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. Gang, have you heard the latest? Hey, humanoids, wake up. It's the brain on the hotline. And I've got it all right here. Call the biggest names in wrestling on the WCW hotline. And I'm going to tell you things you won't believe. What we can't say on TV, you can hear on the hotline. Call right now, the WCW hotline, 1-900-909-9900. Calls cost 99 cents per minute. Kids get parents' permission to call. Charges will appear on parents' phone bill. Damn, I love them sponsors. They're all right. Especially mine. <laughs> nah. Fuck you, buddy. Shout out to NGW, though. Fucking Rich Swan uh, putting us over hard on uh, the High Spots Network. And, uh, Showing off that belt. And we do have a beautiful title belt. 
I will say, Brandon got a nice uh, title belt made for the old podcast. Oh, yeah. I'll leave a, a link down in the description uh, if you want to check this guy's work out. Uh, the 10 pounds of pod, uh, we're going to be defending it on the podcast coming up soon. We just have to figure out exactly how we're going to uh, uh, have a contest to, to uh, suitably debate who should be at any given point the champion. Uh, because I'm the one who spent the money, I'm your current champion, and if you don't like that, you can get your own damn belt. I'm going to make him job out to me like uh, Jeff Jarrett. let me do shit! Jeff Jarrett, Fashion I'm gonna, 2000. I'm going to make him hit the ropes like Triple H and lay down like I'm <laughs> Shawn Michaels. That's not cool, and, it, <laughs> and it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, shit, guys. Well, we know you guys don't really have an option to watch this right now because Peacock is being a bitch. Um, Hit me up if you need a file. Fuck the cock. <laughs> Okay. And <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, guys, if you do get a chance to watch this, uh, we're going to go ahead and get it started here. Uh, we're going to hit play on three, two. Oh, hold on. One. Play. All right. Look at that Caesar's, Caesar's Palace. Palace. Guess we've got to be a little bit more descriptive now because you got to got to listen and see it with your ears. <laughs> That's very deep. Uh, oh, look at the guardian angel there. A little piece of shit. So the uh, attendance for this show was 3,200. Um, Paid? I, I, we don't, well, because it's at Caesar's, Caesar's Palace, I would uh, bet you that it's sort of like a 70-30 split. Uh, a lot of these uh, like shows, like if they have concerts or like shows, wrestling events or boxing events at a casino, a lot of those, they'll just give tickets to high rollers mm -hmm. as like an incentive for them to keep spending their money. So I don't know how many people paid, but it's WCW in 1995, so you do the math. Probably not a lot. This uh, did a 3.5 TV rating, though. That's, uh, you know, fuck. Good. They would get, they'd give anything to have a TV rating this high, this yeah. day, especially for something so mediocre. Yeah, but, I mean, the whole TV, to me, in 2021, TV ratings is kind of a, like an, almost an obsolete thing. People can watch it, here's, Twitter. It, here's the thing. No, it's not. Because advertising ad rates, you're not going to get fucking high-end sponsors if you're not doing big ratings. Um, True. So... Uh, but a lot of that's multimedia, multimedia now, yeah. so you'll have like the options to do it, like through you know, you, you know, like blah blah blah, Twitter and you know, social media and, and all that different stuff. Um, but but TV ratings are why shows stay on the air as long as they well, do. Yeah, but <clears throat> what's considered a great TV rating is probably now different than what it was in the nineties. No. <laughs> I mean, considering, like, no, not, not many shows not, get a 3.5 probably anymore. No, that's not true. I mean, not on cable. Not, I mean, okay, uh, it just depends on what the show is. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, a a show for, like, USA, it's probably a, a decent rating, but it's just, it's, you know, it, like you said, it's cable. Look at Tony Schiavone But for, for TBS, which was... You know, Superstation. Superstation. I mean, three point five. That's pretty good. Then that'd be fucking. Now they're just the home. Which is bang which is reruns. Which is funny to think about because you always hear these stories about how like all the Turner Broadcasting people wanted nothing to do with WCW, but it kept doing gangbuster business for them, even though they were losing money. Well, do you tell Turner, but do you know why? Because wrestling fans do not spend money on fucking stuff they advertise on there. That's true. And that's the, the genius that Vince uh, brought to the table that WCW was never able to do, or at least they 
weren't able to do till it was too late is because Vince knew, okay, let's do fucking karate fighters and and shit oh, yeah. like that. We're we're targeting specifically our audience, whereas like Turner, they would just take whatever fucking money was thrown at them. We just we just missed Bobby Heenan cutting an impassioned promo about Rick Flair showing up tonight. God damn, I miss Bobby Heenan. And here we have the man, Double A Arn Anderson, and I gotta say, I fucking love this version of Ming. I fucking love this version of Ming. But here's something that pisses me off, and I didn't realize this the first time I watched it. He comes out first, and he's the fucking champion. Yeah, I fucking hate that. Well, I, mean, I mean, fucking Johnny B. Vadden is fucking bad blasters. He could have come out and knocked that shit down. They're like, fuck you, you little Richard knockoff piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Mark Marrow. Um... I felt the opposite, as oftentimes you and I do about things. Uh, I, he's kind of a guilty pleasure for me. I, I like uh, I like Johnny B. Bad. I do not do like you, this fucking title. I like it. Do you like Wild Man Marmero, though? No. Or Marvelous Marmero? No. Triple M? No. No, I, so I he like He missed out on the opportunity of using this as a hand signal. Yeah, because people can... Three down. Oh, fuck. Look at this. The WCW hotline. I like Sting's dressed like a lumberjack. He's wearing sunglasses Mike Tanay. It's weird to see Mike Tanay, like... I feel like Mike Tanay wasn't around until like later, like 97, but he had been working for them for quite a while. Saturday night a lot during like 95, 96, because he was the, what was it, the Lucha Libre experts, they'd bring him in. Yeah. For, Professor. Yeah. On the, on the Cruiserweight matches. And here comes Brandon's guilty pleasure. I mean, fucking look at him, man. I, you can shit on this all you want, and yeah, it's, it's hokey, it's hokey shit, but the dude looks like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. And you said you didn't like, you didn't like, uh, Mark Merrow. I did like Wildman Mark Merrow. I thought he was fucking, for that time period in 96, uh, there, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff like him. He was doing, uh, did he do the shooting star press? Yep, he did the shooting star press. He did like he would stand on the turnbuckle, jump, turn around backwards, and hit a moonsault. Yeah, that's um, that's impressive I mean, he as was shit. Doing, he was doing but, and that's not shit. and the stuff that like he was doing all that in WWF. I don't remember him doing any of that in WCW at all. Well, he does the I think he does the moonsault, but he doesn't do it in this match, which to me is crazy to see both guys wearing black. Like I don't like that. I figured like when I think of Johnny B. Bad, like I shit on Johnny B. Bad. Get I get it. But like he, I think of him in like pink, blue, neon, something yeah. like that. Like do, it's too do, similar. The guys are too similar wearing the same stuff. Do you, Do you find it weird that he ejaculates confetti <laughs> on the crowd and fake money? Absolutely. Oh, I want a bad dollar. Do you think Johnny? Do you think Johnny B. Bad's over because of the bla- the bad blasters? Like that's you know like when you go to a concert. Like I went to when I went and saw Ghost uh, towards the end of the show. They shot confetti and like fake money out. It was literally it was a bad blaster that they shot off and. People that got hyped for it. Do you think people were more hyped for the Bad Blasters than Johnny B. Bad or both? Well, he did it when he was a heel, too, though. When he first started out, he did, like, some version of the Bad Blaster as a heel. I think it's like, he. I, I'll give it to him. He's very charismatic. He's got a great look. They, he's they, got a marvelous mullet. Yeah. He does. <laughs> marvelous. That's what you did there. Yeah, I did. I'm, but, a, very, I'm a cutting like, linguist. He's got a very... Like, he's, he's very marketable. I mean, and even Vince McMahon or Bruce Richard has said Vince McMahon wanted Johnny B. Bad. He didn't want Mark Marrow, but he couldn't have Johnny B. Bad. Now, transport Johnny B. Bad to, like, 1989 or 1990, oh, and he would have been over. fucking huge. He'd have been an Intercontinental Champion in WWF. He would have well, he, he, I mean, well, he, he was. was. <laughs> yeah. He would have been, been the Brutus Beefcake yeah. kind of yeah, character. Yeah, Brutus Beefcake. Well, well I, know, I agree. Yeah, and I, and I, I'll, I'll what? Go ahead. We agree again? Yes. Oh, that's weird. Fuck. I, I, Unity! 
Unity. I will say, uh, would John, would Johnny be bad if in that in that kind of scenario uh, between between him and Brutus Beefcake? Hands down, Mark Marrow is a better worker. Oh yeah, no doubt, no and, fucking and, doubt. But Brutus Beefcake um, held and strutting, baby. Well, he and then he held Hulk Hogan's weed, so that's huh. why he kept his job. Oh, yeah, uh, maybe if Mark Marrow had held uh, fucking Shawn Michaels' his pills or something, he would have he would have gotten farther. Hashtag well, I mean, he, was, he was holding <laughs> Sable's boob implants. That's true. That's how he kept his job as long as he did, I guess. But like, here's the other thing: like Arn Anderson, I fucking love Arn Anderson, but he forever looks fifty. He's actually 36 years old during this match, which is fucking wild because AJ Styles is like 44 well, right now. I'm 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 36. No, at the time of this recording, and um, I look fucking fantastic. <laughs> so it makes me feel one man's opinion. It, well, I'm saying in comparison to Arn, <laughs> it makes me feel a lot better about myself. But you still have your hair. You know, people like you when Kevin Nash and the NWO, oh, you know, they made Arn that to the top. That's they made that infamous promo. Nice drop kick. Oof. They made that infamous po- promo, and they're making him look you know really old and stuff. Arn Anderson does not get blown up. I don't see Arn get blown up. He's just consistently a good worker. He is a plancha. He is a oh, man. Man, I hate Colonel Robert Parker. He's a piece of shit. I hate him. You like Tennessee Lee, though? Yeah, I like Tennessee Lee. Get the <laughs> fuck out. Get the fuck out. The blonde hair. They love the white hair. Going, so going back to what you were saying about Arn's conditioning, and I think this is a, a, a big difference in like in my perception of what is good wrestling and what other people's perception is what is good wrestling. And that's being in shape as opposed to being in ring shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Arn is in ring shape where... He he's fucking cardio is like probably second you know to Flair. He was just a cardio master. You have people like Brackus who were yeah a fucking body guy, but get, would get blown up the you know shit. reading the sentence. Well, and not only that too, but you we always go back to where we talk about you know these guys were used to working seven days a week. There there was an article Broadways. There was an article or like an interview Arn Anderson did a long time ago. I remember we talked about this before, uh, where he said a lot of the guys get hurt now. Because their bodies aren't so callous to the to yeah. working as much. Because you didn't see guys get hurt as much then. Not on top of that too. They knew if Stop. they if they didn't work, they weren't getting paid. Well, they also didn't take as many risks because they knew if they did something stupid and got hurt, they weren't getting paid. Um, okay, shout out to uh, Tennessee legend Rick Connors. Uh, probably not a, a name that a lot of people would know around here. Or I'm talking about around here in the the internet age. But uh, in hate managers in, with their back to the camera. Sorry. In this Tennessee area, Rick Connors is a fucking legend. Now, he's trained a lot of uh, guys in this area, and he trained them old school the way he was trained back in the 70s. And that's you you learn to take flat back bumps. Right. I'm going for the insecurity there. Fucking fantastic, by the way. Um, But you'd learn to to take flat back bumps. There you go. Uh, On concrete. No, oh, yeah. Because when you learn to land on concrete, it's going to feel a lot better when you get into a bumping ring, you know. And you won't fucking hit they your head fuck, many they times. Fuck that spot. You're, I mean, you're gonna, you're either going to get hurt, though. or you're going to learn how to do it as safely as possible. And uh, I feel like the system of way wrestling is today, everybody's sort of taught the same way, which is good for uniformity in a sense. But they're they're taught a. The either an indie style or they're taught a the WWE, WWE style, and neither one of them are made for. One is 
made for longevity without a lot of variety, and the other one is made for flash and very little substance. Yeah. One man's opinion. True. True. Sounds like uh, you might have another rant about something. I'll, I'm I'm brewing one. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you are hood rich right now. <laughs> I mean, I will also say, fuck Nick Patrick. Just going to say... Uh, like he's no Tommy Young, and I'm giving Tommy Young credit, and I hate giving Tommy Young credit because Brandon likes him. I fu- Tommy Young is How fucking dare fantastic. You Tommy Young's great. I love Tommy Young. I love a lot of WCW's and NWA's uh, talent as far as referees, but uh, Nick Patrick, the son of Jody Hamilton, the assassin, um, dude's like six foot fucking tall. He shouldn't be a fucking referee. You never want to your referee. You want your referee to look smaller than the guys to accentuate how big they are. Yeah. So if you if you put him in a, a fucking cruiserweight match, uh, that's going to look fucking odd. Yeah, that's and why exactly why he never read the matches. It makes me think of um, my, uh, Charles Robinson. Perfect size for oh, referee. Yeah, perfect. perfect size. Tim White. Little Nate. Perfect Look. size. Yeah. He's 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 uh, Jack Nolan. He's uh, however, Tim White is as wide as some of those guys are. Talking. He was a bigger guy. Yeah, but I, I can't say I really ever notice him in a match, though, even if he is a bigger dude. The only time I ever really notice him when he gets fucked up in that hell in a cell and, like, breaks his shoulder. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he took that bump into the cage. I mean, it was designed like that, but fuck. Biggest difference watching WCW and WWF, I and mean, we've been watching a lot of WWF, and this is the first WCW show. What's the biggest thing you notice watching you know, the, the, the difference between the two. There's different camera angles like this one. Like, I know they people probably can't see, but like, right over the shoulder of Arnold Anderson in the corner. That was a staple of WCW, uh, the way they film things. WWE, WWE never really did that angle very often, especially right behind the guy. Uh, I don't know if it, it's actually on this ring, but I know at, at certain points in time, WCW would have a little platform. For the ref, for the ref, yeah. no, for the uh, or the, the cameraman. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, and I think he actually he might be. On, I can't tell if he's on the apron or if he's actually standing on it. But uh, it's uh, a great. I like it. It makes you feel like you are in the action. Yeah. Uh, you can. I think you can clearly tell that Johnny Bucky Bucky, over, Bucky Beaver is not being. You know, is not the producer on this. Uh, I will say too. I like the contrast because WCW has always had a darker look to it. Mm-hmm. But WWF's always been more bright. When you think of WWF, you think of those bright blue ring pokes. You think of that gray canvas. You think of the, the oh, lights the, being all the up. going for the punch. Oh! oh not going out of the ring. That's actually a good-looking punch. Great fucking bump. But here comes the shitty ending. Yeah, the goofiest part of this fucking match is good old Colonel Robert Parker. He might as well just poured fucking gravy on his face, pretty much. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little more forgiving of this. If you dumped ice water, or especially ice on somebody, it's probably going to jolt them enough to at least get them to sit up. Uh, we'll make it different. All right, okay, fuck you. Let's get <laughs> let's get blackout drunk, and we'll have Eddie dump, dump, <laughs> dump ice water on us just to see what happens. Oh, there goes uh, Bond villain Ming uh, putting putting here up. We, here putting we go, here we go. Oh, right to the DDT, beautiful DDT. Cell, the cell job was shit. Why did they not keep Ming like that though? He was looked like a badass. He I looked agree. like a better Curtis Hughes. I agree. And yeah. and how how is it that Ming? One of the safest workers, mm-hmm. yet one of the truest badasses, never worked with Hogan. Suppose he was probably afraid, though, in the long run that Hogan would do well, something. Didn't, they kind of worked in like I'll call it in video things. Like, yeah. I'm talking about WCW. Oh, yeah, WCW. Yeah, well, because I guess he didn't wasn't a good fucking promo. But they could have pushed him to. Well, fuck. The, I mean, he could have pushed him to the top. 
of the Faces of Fear instead of fucking Butcher. Oh, uh, yes. The, <laughs> the funny thing is, it's not like it's not like he was getting Butcher was getting paid. That's a good match. That's a good match. Though. He wasn't getting paid per event, so him like headlining Starcade. It's not like he's going to bring more money in. He but, didn't bring any money in. Well, I mean, he's, you know what I mean? He's not going to bring oh, money yes. for himself. Oh, God. Oh, let me grip my fingers. Oh, yeah. I'm holding an invisible basketball. <laughs> it's a fucking big basketball. <sighs> mean Gene is such a better back uh, backstage uh, announce, like, interviewer than anybody <laughs> in the like WWE. Shit. Hey, it's by the... This smells shit. <laughs> Dookie. I want to. I want to give a shout out to my my good buddy Todd Pettengill. Um, so he he was on something on Peacock. So they did Peacock did like the best matches of like the WrestleMania during the nineties, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna see what they got on there. So Todd, they roll on there, and all of a sudden Todd Pettengill's on there. I was like, oh my god! I had to pause it, send a picture to the group, say Todd fucking Pettengill, 2021. Hey, hey Todd, you're you're welcome for the fucking notoriety and the payday because without us fucking well sorry without me bringing you to the forefront you well, wouldn't be in the position you I are th- right I now I think his praises and you constantly cut him down I'm the one that got him the job no more more people are hate watching him than love watching I'll him. give it like credit here Kevin Sullivan's pretty damn good promo Butcher is not no he is he is such a shit promo I have my fingers gripped like I have arthritis <laughs> My thing is, should Kevin Sullivan should it have been Kevin Sullivan? Should he have not been a manager in a manager capacity at this point? At this point, yes. But he could still work better than a butcher. No, he absolutely could. The problem with Kevin Sullivan has always been his stature. Why the fuck is he leaning down to talk to fucking Mean Gene? He, like he's on Mean, mean Gene's level right now. Well, thing is with with Sullivan, like, like I think Sullivan should have been. When it comes to the the Hogan, the the three faces of fear to, to Hogan. He should have been the manager of the mouthpiece because Butcher cannot cut a promo for shit. However, <laughs> yeah, when, we were talking about, when we're talking about yeah. wrestling, you can go back and watch the matches with him and Benoit give and they're the, fucking great. Give him give him the Kali chop. <laughs> That's what he's doing to his own hand right there. Ooh, flex it, brother. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Why are you in the main event, you piece of shit? I, uh, the, the reason I'm, I'm going to assume uh, that... Hulk was comfortable. Was comfortable working with Kevin Sullivan. Goes back to just uh, you know the Florida territory. You know Eddie Graham and, and all of that. And he was a big star back then. But he was he had a reputation for doing business. He wasn't one of those guys like I got to win and stuff. Where Hogan was. So he, he knew there wasn't going to be any funny. <laughs> oh business. yeah, look at Alex Wright coming up next. Here's the funny thing too, guys. Uh, that kid's drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a funny thing, too. Though. You know the Butcher didn't give a shit about dropping out. That's why he had like three main events in a row with Hogan. There's no pushback Oh, on shit, that. boys. Best Wonderkin. ever. Best This fucking music video made for... Um... <laughs> it goes entirely too long. I, I really wish uh, you guys could hear the music to this. Go on YouTube simultaneously on your phone and look up Alex Wright entrance music. I just... And just listen to it on loop for 20 minutes. I and that he's dancing in front of his own <laughs> graphics, smiling so hard in the this, dark. This shot right here is for Jim Barnett. Jim Barnett, Jim Barnett is in the fucking quarter. Yeah, especially that right one in the now. middle. In the middle. Oh yeah, my, my boys. I have an idea <laughs> to get Alex right over. This, we'll have him dance 
Yes. In front of his own entrance video for 20 minutes. A solid. Literally, this goes on for at least three and a half minutes. Um, and oh yeah, leather jacket. I'm oh, going to yeah, need you to take oil. that shirt off and oil yourself. <laughs> oh my boy. I mean, can't deny he's a great talent, but this right here is hokey and terrible as fuck. If you're trying to make any dude like pull for him, you are... Ruining him. Dude, right this now. is a heel game. Well, somebody was pulling for him, and it was Jim Barnett. Somebody was p- trying to pull on him. <laughs> like, look at this. Oh, yeah. This I can't hey, And this is what the guy was giving. I'm not knocking Alex Wright. No, either. no. Alex Wright was fucking terrific. Uh, the problem is that this is not a gimmick that's going to get over with a male audience. No. Well, it could get over the male audience. It's not going to get over with a heterosexual <laughs> male audience. Um, I, I'm a straight man. I'm turned on right now. So. Right. Okay. Well, I, mean, I, want that's, a, I want a shirt with those, like, little dudes on it. Just like, <laughs> I'm working on it. God, (laughs) give me time. Um, The problem is that this is a character, especially for the time, that should have been a heel. But you want to talk about one of the best in the business and probably the most underrated talent, not named Arn Anderson. We have beautiful Bobby Eaton. Yes, guys. We have beautiful Bobby versus Doss Wonderkind. Alex Wright. Yeah, you can tell, like... You can tell, like, he almost feels uncomfortable in his skin, but when he gets into the ring, he, like, turns a switch on. And it's the weirdest thing. because, like, he doesn't, like, really look at the crowd. He looks down. And, like, he looks at the top of the arena. He doesn't, like, look. Well, I mean, as, I mean, as great as he could be as a single, he he's just a tag team guy. I mean, he, he always did. be champ for a while. That's true. And Austin, I, Steve Austin beat him. He was one of the greatest victories of his career. I mean, that, that's, that's true as well. But I'm just saying, from a confidence standpoint... You know, when you've got Dennis Condry or uh, Stan Lane and, and Corny there with you, uh, you you share the Corny. responsibility rather than just having it all on your shoulders. I mean, you have Jim Cornette, who is without a doubt probably one of the top five talkers in the business, as your stick man for years. I mean, you're yeah. not used to having to cut promos for yourself. That's true, but it's, it's not even just that. I mean, it's just having those guys around you. You The weight isn't entirely on you to, to be the focal point. You know? Savage and Arn for the world TV title, which I'm sure that match was fucking terrific. Probably, yeah. probably short if I had to, if I had to and guess. Probably interference from the stud stable. Uh, I guarantee you can probably find that one on YouTube as well. Oh, it's on the hard drive, guys. We'll watch that next. How great is Alex Wright's music? It's so fucking generic that this actually could have been a techno fucking song from 1995, and I would not have known the difference. I mean, the guy looks like a million bucks. I'm not even gonna. He he looks gonna, like nine hundred and ninety five nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. The reason it does like a million bucks is that he's got a weird torso. <laughs> it he is, is very you know. weirdly shaped. He he has like really long legs. I don't know. I think it's the leg. I think he's just a, a, a he's like a lot of legs. It's an upper body business, brother. And he had long legs. That's why you never see him win the WCW title. Well, like my boy put on his stockings. Here's something. <laughs> From the time he comes in in like '94 and until he becomes Berlin, mm. he mm. never changes gimmick. Mm. He wears the same black mm. jacket, same mm. fucking like colored mm. tights. Like nothing <laughs> ever changes. Like he is air pumping the hell out of Caesar's oh, Palace right now. Oh, oh yeah. he did a last little thrust. <laughs> insert for Jim Barnett there. I dropped my phone. I got really excited. He, <laughs> he didn't even spit on his, that. His palms got so sweaty that it just slipped right out. <laughs> know how that goes. But like, I mean, he even beats Triple H at damn Starcade '94. Well, Triple H was not the yeah. shovel machine that he you know became at that time. But if you put them two beside each other at the time, Triple H is still like. He's probably taller than Triple H, but like Triple H is built. Like I would have, I would have picked Triple H to win that match going into it cold. Well, 
the interesting thing about this is Alex Wright's only 18 years old during this match. 18 years old, and he's already in this prominent of a position in World Championship Wrestling. Berlin was better. We we talk about it too, Brandon. Like a lot of the guys, you know, from like the UK, you know, England, all those different areas on the other, you know, on the other side of the water. um, These guys work. Start working at like 16. I think Pete Dunn started when he was like 15 or 16. I think yeah. Regal started when he was like 13 or 14. Yeah. And he was like a bare, bare knuckle fighter and he's getting stretched it, his ass beat for years. It's, it's taken a lot more seriously over there as far as like the conditioning and the preparation that goes into getting into it. And I appreciate that. Uh, the the only thing that I can say that I am unhappy about not having access because I haven't jumped over to Peacock yet, but uh, I had actually started getting in, into uh, NXT UK. It's on and, there, and uh, oh, I'm sure it is, but I, I still haven't gone. I haven't gone back in. Like they they fucking they cut my legs out from under me, and I'm like, well, you know what? Fuck you. You're not getting my money for a while. <clears throat> while you're speaking of, of while you're speaking of NXT UK, uh, I would, I know you haven't seen it yet, but hype that match between Walter and Champa. Fuck, it was awesome. I'm a big Champa fan. I've been a big fan of his uh, for quite a while, and uh, Walter is a fucking beast. And as far as I'm concerned, he's the most legitimate champion in the world. Believable. And uh, that's me saying this second, uh, you know, to my to my boy Nick Aldis, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. But fucking Walter is the legitest champion. Yeah, I would not. Wrestling. I would he, rather walk into traffic than take a chop from like uh, you, Walter. Like if you watch NXT UK, it is just straight up wrestling. Really, there's not a lot of bells and whistles. To, I mean, there are some. Yeah, there, there's a couple of guys. I'm like, but, wow, this sucks. But, but like, overall, those guys have really competitive. Like just that dragon off dude is fucking tremendous. Yes, he, he looks fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> like he's, he's got. Go. He's another guy with a weird physique, but he's really good. Kind of, he kind of looks like Boss Wonder Kid. Oh my god! Didn't they bring Alex Wright in as a trainer for NXT UK for a little bit, or maybe that was NXT? Uh, he's uh, he's got a training camp in Germany, I want to say, like, but they, I'm not sure. They brought him in as like a guest trainer somewhere. WWE did for a little bit because I remember seeing the picture, and like, I mean, I could see him being like he could have like because what is this ninety five? It's been twenty. Yes, Travis, this is 1995. Have you he's forgotten not, the entire purpose 50, of this podcast? He's not even 50 years old yet, if you think about it. That's wild. That dude could probably still get in there and fucking work, like NXT UK or something. Well, I mean, let's let's get that trending on Twitter, at Wrestling Ruined, and let's find Alex Wright and tell him... But all if he comes back as Berlin. Das Wonderman now. <laughs> He's got to come back as Berlin. But we're talking a lot about Alex Wright, but man, what about, like, Bobby Eaton? Like, that, that gear right there is straight out of, like, 1986. <laughs> so fucking bad. And no, his gear in 1986 was so much better than this, because he and um, Condry had the, uh, the coordinated, you know... Outfits and this looks like something that fucking somebody from Toy Story would have wore. <laughs> Arn Anderson even says Bobby Eaton is one of the, he's probably one of the top three or four best people he's ever worked with, and they were tag champs in the uh, Dangerous Alliance and stuff too. So, he he's I mean. he's so smooth, and and I hate to even say this, but but Bobby Eaton was never going to be a star like on his own, mm. just from the just, way he looks, just the look, and then the whole. <laughs> no, like and he just brought up a picture of current Dust Wonder like, Alex Wright. And he looks, he looks good, but he, he, he looks, looks like Aiden English. <laughs> he looks like Aiden English. He does. He looks great though. Yeah, he's like, a great, I mean, That's what I'm saying. Like he looks like a badass still. But like the thing is, is Bobby Eaton. Like you're right. His look and then the Alabama draw. 
They were never going to be Here, center focal Here's point. the thing, like, we have lost a sense of the hierarchy in wrestling. Like, it be, it's viewed as being a bad thing. If you're not in the main event. If you're not in the main event. And not everybody is cut out to be in the main event. He could be in the main event as a tag team guy, but not as a singles. And unfortunately, Bobby fell into the position of being sort of like... The, the Dolph Ziggler kind of role. The good hand. You know, the, the guy you have over. to work with, who can work with everybody and make them look good. And that's probably, that probably sucks considering the run that he had, you know, with the Midnight Express. But Not at simple. the same time, he was WCW's longest uh, tenured, tenured employee. employee. Yeah, he worked uh, in JCP going back into like, you know, like. 85 or 84 and then all the way up until like 2000, 2000. so yeah. I mean that's that's pretty fucking impressive and anybody who talks about Bobby loves Bobby if you've ever met Bobby which I've met Bobby super nice guy but he's very soft spoken like we were talking about how he was walking out to the ring and he was looking down that that really shows because that's kind of the person he really is and, and this isn't meant to be a dig but he was probably just happy to be like I got a job I'm getting a paycheck I'm not going to cause a lot of shit so Several years before this, uh, there, uh, during the Jim Hurd era of WCW, the dark days. Fucking okay, Domino's Pizza. Dumb <laughs> he, he's P- Pizza Hut. Sorry. Domino's. <laughs> Sorry, Pizza Hut. <laughs> um, he, uh, they had a pay dispute, and Corny and Stan left, and Bobby was on the way out. Well, Arn pulled basically rank and was like, no, you're going to give Bobby what he's asking for. So that's why when Smoky Mountain Wrestling launched, you didn't get the Midnight Express. You ended up with, you know, a a variation being the Heavenly Bodies, bodies, which are fucking great. But uh, Bobby, Bobby stuck with WCW because the money was there. And you got to think, I mean, wrestling, especially from the territory days, having a consistent job, like a guaranteed job, that's a, a, a situation that wasn't allotted to a lot of guys. So I don't blame him and everything else. God, I miss swinging that breakers. They're fucking great. The thing I, I, I want to put over too is well, Alex. No, hold on, oh, this is this, this is pisses me off. Sorry. And, and I, I was getting ready to make the exact same point. This uh, this right here, um, Bobby's going up for the Alabama Jam, you, and this guy did this in the nineties. No one was doing this shit. Look at that! He hits a huge ass pop for that too. He puts it on Alex Wright, and they let this son of a bitch kick out. And but I'm going to give them credit, and the reason I'm going to give them credit is because they're looking forward, True. and they they never gave Dust Wonderkin the opportunity to really become a huge star. But at the very least, they, they're they're trying to they're put him, him. to putting him in that position. So having him kick out of Alabama Jam. But then he comes right back and wins the match right here, oh, which I hate too. Like it's, but you know what? It's, he he is so damn smooth in the ring for 18 years old. Look at him. He gets the three count. But he's so smooth. Fucking Alabama Just jam the way that his, his, his chain wrestling and his arm drags, smooth as can be. Guy looks like a million bucks. Could you have seen Flair putting over Alex Wright and making him a bigger star? Didn't could they have some matches? In I, I, I think they did. But Could I see him putting him over Nah, not in his current state. Could I see him having really competitive matches that would put him over in the sense of like exposure? Yes. Like Sting. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. Sting that, yeah. And I don't see why they didn't do that. I mean, they pushed this guy to the moon. I mean, he was like their only star they're building at this time, if you really think about it. I Who else say, on this show are they building? Um, I would the fucking butcher. <laughs> I would say no. still, I mean, even no. through the, the time period, we <laughs> fucked the butcher. <laughs> through 95 and like towards the beginning of 96, um, Johnny Bad 
would be another guy. I feel like they were still pushing. You know what's funny, Eddie? I just thought about this. You have like a lot of autographed pictures from people on the show. I do. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> You've got like 10 I got variations. I still have that action figure yeah, Brandon got. Yeah, 10 variations of the butcher. It's great. It just keeps on and on. Until I get a, Z, a Dizzy Hogan, I, my collection's oh, not complete. I should have got that when I was at fucking... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking all out that time. I should have decided. Oh, as as uh, Dizzy Hogan. Oh, did you saw this is Dizzy Hogan. So on our fir- on our first time around, guys, uh, we got to meet a different side of Travis, and Travis uh, metamorphosized into Big Van Vader. So Travis, here in a second, I'm gonna need you. Well, I'll bring you back. I, I'm gonna need you to do it word for word how you did it before. I don't know. Not, not a fucking. I don't, I don't not remember. A, not a syllable off. I don't because remember. Because I want to laugh. Because I didn't do it until the main event. You're about one nine hundred ninety nine hundred. You're about to see. Uh, uh, me 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 me. Oh, they're they're hyping Super Brawl with Big Van Vader and Hulk Hogan. Um, I will say, biggest thing is Big Van Vader looks weird in a fucking suit <laughs> uh, with a with a two toned. Um, Oh, I'm cover it. <laughs> he has a he has a he has a uh, like a like he a has jacket a on sweater on it a Walmart here, sweater. Here he comes. Oh my oh. god! Who oh, oh, me? me. <laughs> <laughs> I got my feet to find. Figures out. Oh yeah, see some palos. Ooh, look at my two dog sweater. <laughs> Hogan keep dodging me. I went, I went to the gym and Hogan wasn't there. I went to the coffee shop. Hogan wasn't there. I went to the hotel. Hogan wasn't there. I'm backstage. I got front row seats, Mean Gene. Holly races are here, but I got to stick it with me. My ass is so big, I got two seats. I'm a big fat piece of shit. In three years, I'll be nothing. I think I'm about to jump around. Well, no one will see me wrestle. Was it New Japan? I thought it was a whole Japan. Here's the funny thing about it. He pulls a baby face card here and asks the crowd, who's the man? He's like, who's the man? Who's the man? Pass out. Oh. He played a baby face card. Oh my god, he plays a baby face card. He's like, Hogan, I need you right here, right now. He is probably, we were talking about Walter being legitimate. Vader had to be one of the most legitimate wrestlers. I'd say from, fuck, what, 91 to 90, to about 93, 94, I'd say end of 93. I went to the room and knocked on the door. And you are there. <laughs> See this Rolex is hanging on my throat. <laughs> my wrist big. He's also gonna rip his pants later. <laughs> God, I, can't, I can't wait to do that. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, Vader was legit until he got the shit kicked out of him with uh, Paul Orndorff wearing flip flops. Wearing bats. I feel like that was the that was the and his atrophied arm. <laughs> that was the moment that the the legend of Vader died and he was dead in the water. Uh, Great fucking guy though. I I, I think Vader is <clears throat> sorely underrated. I don't I don't think WWF killed it. I don't think WCW would Tri-Mike have would have survived those you know those terrible years. I'd say from like ninety one ninety three without Vader. My yeah, throat hurts now. <laughs> you you, <laughs> you needed totally. him as your primary antagonist, which is all the sadder that when 
he and Hogan are in the same place, you know, they they didn't have a prolonged feud. That that should have been the fucking focus they of fucking, WCW for a while. Fucking turn Vader babyface and put him on Hogan's team for Fall Brawl, and then Vader fucking quits. Well, he, he, he's hurt, and then he he literally My shoulder hurts! I'm going to do it! Fucking Peter Bond! Okay, I am, I am... You could drown a toddler in my panties right now. <laughs> Hot damn them titties. This is before she gets on the drugs real bad. Right now we're getting Harlem Heat versus Stars and Stripes for the WCW tag titles. You are coming out first! Yeah, yeah. Sensuous Sherry. Fuck, fuck me. Sister you, Sherry. Now you pointed this out to me, I'm going to notice this. Uh, I didn't even notice it the first time we watched. Like, every time I by the main event the Dude, her come titties out. one to you they are a you to, to I'll, I'll give it to her though like she didn't age there for the longest time from the time she was in the yeah. WWE or AWA she like looks 86, better she looks now. better then than she did in 1990 oh she looks better than she does now because uh-huh. she did <laughs> She looks better now. I know how she looks. I know this is not a visual podcast, but... Uh. <laughs> Fuck. She tried to slap Vader's hand there, and he's like, No, ma'am! I'll say fans' hands! Shout out to, uh, to Cody Isis, uh, a worker in uh, Tennessee, uh, the Southern Territory areas, um, for having uh, the opportunity to sleep with uh, sensational Sherry and uh, not doing it, you piece of shit. I would have broke it off in her. I would have put a baby in her at her advanced age, which would have shattered her hips. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Look at those Oakland Raider colors. Man, the Raiders and the Bulls. That, that WCW drunk. trucker hat. Oh, my God. God. I wish I could get that. That'd be great. Hey, WCW trucker hat. Dude. Your birth, when's your birthday? <laughs> September 12th. All right. I'm a good friend. Oh, I remember that shit. I love well, your birthday's wait. May 14th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, here comes the man Ooh. with a couple of nameless sluts. <laughs> Flair looks great. I bet, he got the, I bet he got their names. It's almost sad to see how how terrible Rick looks now. I mean, of course, it's just age. You know, it's happening. Well, then when you're a fucking zombie. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. they've like kickstarted his heart on how many times. Imagine all the coke this guy did. He's still kicking. Man, cardio, dude. You can't, you can't, you can't deny the fact. You can't enlarge a heart that you've already enlarged by doing two thousand squats a day. I do say this shows how unimportant this match is because Ric Flair comes out right in the middle of it. You know, you know what else is shitty though <clears throat> is that Vader gets a front row seat. Flair gets a last row of the floor section seat with he, two ladies. He wanted uh, an area in the back where the camera wouldn't catch him fingering them. So, so did he get blown on camera? And then Vader. Oh, hey, big man. Oh, no, he sluts to my hair. <laughs> Vader, in a week or two, I'm going to dress like a woman. Woo! <laughs> God, no. I don't know if that was in a week or two. It's not that. far away. <laughs> you know what's really shitty about who's about to come out? It's Marcus Alexander Bagwell. And fucking Patriot has to get him on cue for where the camera is. It is fucking terrible. He's like, hey, look. Hey, buddy. Hey. Red, white, and blue. Hey. The, the best part of this is Bobby Heenan gets up from commentary. He goes up there and, and hugs Rick Flair. He's like, Bobby, I fucking miss Bobby Heenan so much. Like, it can, it, it makes me sad. Um, legitimately, guys, the first time we recorded this, I almost started crying because of how much I missed Bobby Heenan. And there will never be another Bobby Heenan. 
Ever. No, like if you could, I just would sit back and watch. I didn't care anything about the primetime wrestling matches when they were on the network. I'd just sit back and watch Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon between the matches because that was that was where it was classic at. I mean, and it sucked when they put that Bobby Heenan DVD out for WWE because they never – he's not on it at all. Like, they don't can't interview him because he's – They waited too long. And that's one of the the things I hate most about WWE is that it's like, hey, we'll honor somebody after they're A, dead, or B, might as well be dead. It's just like uh, the the, uh, legacy wing of the Hall of Fame this year. They put Dr. Death Steve Williams in. I saw that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they put him in. I mean, they they actually put some pretty big names in there. Like Ray Crippler Stevens is in there. I mean, they put some... is Ray Stevens not already in the Hall of Fame? And like they put, like they did it. They did two separate legacy wing things this year. Especially, uh, no, I'm yeah. no, no. We got to rewind. Well, it was especially considering that he was in a tag team with with, Pat, the, with fucking Pat Patterson. You know, one of the greatest lauded tag teams of all time. Fuck you, Vince. You if if um, if Jim Ross was still been with WWE, they would have inducted. Doctor Death into the Hall of Fame, no. or they would have done the latest. I don't think. I don't think he was a big enough name for them to put on the. <clears> I mean, he card. he was. I mean, when you look at his history of professional wrestling, but in their eyes, I it would say no. It wasn't big enough to draw eyes to the product, which I see. I just want to show Travis this really quick because I know he's a figure yeah. mark, but uh, Alex Wright. Sucks. Alex Wright is actually getting a figures toy company figure. Yeah. Oh my seven, god! In seven years when they put it out because they can't ever put. Hey, there you go. There's a good shot, of Sherry. Well, here's another thing about the Stars and Stripes team. This team makes no fucking sense. When they the, love America. When the yeah, you don't, you Canadian bitch. Hey, <laughs> that's not true. That's not fair. You're you're a Mountie Mark. Shut up. <laughs> no, no, he's a fabulous Rougeau Mark. Like, here's the thing. How shitty do you think Vader feels? Are going to watch this bullshit tag match? Like, fuck, fuck, Bagwell. I hate you, him. You can't see it, but they've carted him an entire plate of hot dogs out there. So he's not. He's. Do you think in two years he thinks he's tagging with the Patriot on pay per view? Oh, fuck, you're right. I didn't even think of that. A flag match for America. So, uh, not to interrupt this wonderful talk of uh, shitty beyond shit, but uh, this isn't the first tag team match on this show. We actually had a dark match between the Armstrongs, Brad and Scott, versus the stud stable of Buckhouse Buck and Dick Slater. By all accounts, it was not a very good match, uh, oh, which, which is kind of crazy considering uh, all those the guys talent. were good workers. Uh, Armstrongs were vastly underrated. Look at that. Look at that damn bump Booker T just took over the top row. Yeah, Booker T is definitely the, he is definitely the Marty Gennetti or the Shawn Michaels of the Harlem Whoa. Stevie Ray is Marty. Stevie Ray was the leader of the NWB team. That's which is true. even shit that they even made that part of a faction on TV. Like, you're not good enough to be in the A team, but you could lead the B team. It's funny how long the NWO lasted past anyone, like anybody even real, like it being a threat because the B team yeah, was the only terrible. faction of it left. Um, while this excellent match, quote unquote, is going on, uh, let's check out our roster of 1995. This is not comprehensive. Feel free, Travis, to be a bitch and <laughs> interject everybody that's not uh, listed. But we have Double A Arn Anderson, The Avalanche, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Booker T, Brian Nobbs, Flying Brian Pillman. Arnie Miss Bobby Eaton. David Penzer, Diamond, <laughs> Dallas Page, and his uh, purple <laughs> fucking genie, genie pants. pants. <laughs> Seven gimmicks. He's like red, Don brown Dallas hair, and that's blonde hair. Uh, the natural, Dustin Rhodes for uh, about two more months. Yeah, a little, a little bit of time. The American Dream, baby, Dustin Rhodes. Eric Bischoff. 
Mean Gene Okerlund, Gordon Soley, very, very rare you see him on television, The Immortal, Hulk Hogan, Jerry Sags, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, The Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, Games Master slash Taskmaster slash former husband of murder victim, Kevin Sullivan, Larry Zabisco, the living legend, Lord Stephen Regal, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, Mike Tanay, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, Pretty Paul Roma. Greatest horseman of all time. Fuck you. <laughs> the macho man, Randy Savage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Woo! The nature boy, Ric Flair. Sensational Sherry, even though she was known as sensual Sherry during this time. And sister That's Sherry. That's true. Uh, uh, stunning Steve Austin. Stevie Ray. Woo! Sting. The black top bully for another mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, the Butcher. The Guardian Angel. <laughs> Piece of shit. Teddy Theodore Long. Tony Schiavone. And Big Van Vader. So the Patriot isn't on there. Marcus Alexander Bagwell isn't on there. I said Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Did you say the Patriot? I did not. Did you say? You did not say the Patriot. Oh. You didn't even say uh, Alex Wright. I did not. Did nor did I mention shit. anybody that was in the dark match. Yep. And you didn't mention um, uh, Johnny B. Benton. I did not. Nor Bobby Eaton. God. Suck. Well, you've gone over the roster. The tag teams in January of 95. <laughs> Highway Patrol. <laughs> Jobber. Na- nasty Boys. Stars and Stripes. Uh, Harlem Heat. Great tag team. The Stud Stable. And if you want to break it down, technically pretty wonderful of Paul Roma. And technically and the Monster Maniacs. Yeah, but they have the Dungeon of Doom. You should have given all the titles to them. Here, the here's three, the, the three faces of fear right now. <laughs> here's here's something else. Like, fuck you, Patriot. Fuck you. <laughs> like, you're so awful. Like, you're not really that bad, but like, you stick out like a sore thumb and fucking WCW in '95. I would have took him serious without the mask on. I mean, yeah. I don't really understand. I will say when you look at Alex Wright's pants right there, or uh, sorry, Alex Wright's on the brain. Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Whoa, he, oh, um, You know who the, the it kind of looks like Eddie Guerrero's tights that he used yeah. to wear. The, oh yeah, Los Gringos Locos. Yes, yeah, with our you know, bar. You know what else's thing here? They missed a golden opportunity. Alex Wright and Marcus Alexander Bagwell could have been a hell of a tag team in 95. They could have been like the lady killer. There's so much. Oh, my God. They could have been American Males 2000. (laughs) So much much baby oil. (laughs) Dude, like. God, look how good Booker Booker is, man. man. He he is, without a doubt, the best person in this match. Well, the funny thing is we were talking about, you know, in a few years, you know, kind of where everybody is. Marcus Bagwell becomes Buff Bagwell. And a piece of shit. Booker T <laughs> becomes fucking WCW champion. He wins every belt WCW has to offer, but the cruiserweight title. Uh, he was never hardcore champion. Well, no one won that bullshit title. No. GI Bro could have been fucking hardcore champion. <laughs> I would have been okay with that. The, the Patriot would go on and have lackluster matches with Bret Hart for the WF title. Yeah, it's because he was steroided out. And by then, that time. like you were saying, Stevie Ray. Oh, good. That was a great kick. That was a terrible bump, but that was a great kick. Good job, Buff. Uh, You're not the stuff. You piece Stevie of shit. Ray was leader of the B team, uh, NWO. He was also had the slapjack gimmick, which as a kid I had no fucking clue what that I'm meant. Cowboys for Angels. It was probably the closest he got to being over. Uh, here comes the... Oh, and you mean when he was defending Booker T's TV title against Cruiserweights in, like, 98? Yes. Oh. God, here... Like, can we wait for the fuck-up finish here in a second? I cannot wait for that. Fucking Bagwell screws the pooch here in a minute. 
He's only he's been he's been rookie of the year for like five years. <laughs> how do you look at how he took that rope bump? Like that was fucking terrible. And Stevie was, Ray with his dumb cover. He was also a former tag champion. They lost the tag titles on you, WCW Saturday Night. This is the uh, rematch. Can you believe they put Stevie Ray on fucking commentary? He it was a fucking. He was so bad. Good. I yeah, think I agree. He was good. I don't think he was that bad. No, he was B team WCW. He was D team NL. Dude, fuck you, man. C- comparative to the, the, he was better than Mark Madden. Uh, I'll give it that. Mark Madden was a piece of shit. I'm gonna say comparative to a lot of the people they have now in wrestling, he was well, good the because people now all sound the damn same. And you can't say that about Stevie Ray. True. I actually like Corey Graves. Suck up. I like Corey Graves. If you look at the leading men in WWE, like Michael Cole, Vic Joseph, all those people. They all sound the same. They have the same... Like, because Michael Cole's training them. I get it. But it's like, they all have the same cadence. They all have the same... Oh, my God, It's weird to think about, out of all the years Michael Cole has been with that company, he's been there since, like, 97. Mm -hmm. That's fucking wild. Yeah, he's a long, well, a long damn tenured employee. As well, he has. I'm not gonna shit on Michael Cole because he te- on te- technical level he is a fine announcer, um, but he'll never get to really be a great announcer because of the structure in which you know the box yeah. that they're they're put into. The voice well, he had to follow Jim Ross, and he's always Ooh. gonna be compared to him. But the other the other aspect is that he he was a legitimate you know like a war correspondent and all that stuff so he's got a lot of clout behind him and even though it doesn't mean anything to wrestling fans that shit matters to Vince and yeah. Bucky Beaver they they feel like it adds he's legitimacy to guy. them here's where they fuck up the finish right here in a second here oh my name's Bagwell and I suck blah 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 I can't fucking know what's going on in the so they fucked it up right there because she got off the apron she got off the apron but then like he, she what gets, the fuck was that? Back up there. <laughs> He's like hulking up to punch, and then there was she, nobody there. He goes to throw him the wrong fucking yeah, way. Right here, he, he gets Booker T. Like, Marcus Bagwell okay, gets him in the corner. You've been rookie of the year for five years. How the fuck do you not know where a spot well, is? He's still a rookie. I think it only been like three years at this point. All right. Okay. He's like reverse me into her. Nope. Oh, I fucked it up. Oh, I'm stupid. I suck. And she's like, Oh, look at me. I had the shoe. You dumb fuck. Turn around. They completely you redo. They completely redo the spot. Oh, they reverse it again. Oh, that he ring, takes a hell of a bump, that is, too. That ring is too small to do two reversals there. Yeah. Though. Really bad. I, I do like this finish, though. Stevie See, Ray See, I thought at in. first that Nick Patrick fucked the count up, but he was very consistent with it. I'll give him that. He's not Earl Hebner, where he's like, one. Yeah. I'm going to have a side salad. Two. Loaded baked potato. Three. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds um, pretty good, but I want a loaded baked potato now. <laughs> MVP of this match is Sherry. Mm. And Booker. Mommy Booker is, is a given, but... That damn bump she takes right there off the apron. Whew. She fucking went for it. I she love... She hit the apron, hit her ass, then fell. No, I love that Booker T's, you know, posing with the belt. Stevie's the only one who goes to checks on Cherry. He's like, hey, you okay? She's like, oh, God, hey, do, do you think, She is oh, fucking hot, man. Do you, do you think they fucked? I, Stevie, I mean, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I didn't ask. They wanted the gold sucker. <laughs> Dude, well, think about this. It's, this is 95, so she's been pretty much with them since 94. She was with them for almost three years, over three years. But well, then she does that dumb thing with the stud step where she gets involved with Colonel Robert Parker. Well, you know why? He's got a big dick. <laughs> His dick is huge. Well, watch, oh, my God. That's a hell of a bump she takes right there. Actually, um, uh, one thing I'll say positively about WWF, like, they would have got that fucking bump. Oh, yeah, they would have got The production, that. like, and that's just the... Inadequacy of WCW's production overall, and they wouldn't have had her ass 
backwards to the camera either. They would have had her facing the camera. I hate that they always have the managers with their back to you the made, camera. You really stuff. posed a great point, though, when you were saying they didn't have the space in that ring. They definitely should have had a, a larger ring. Well, and you also got to think, too, we pointed this out on the last one when we were doing it. They didn't really have wrestling people doing oh, their stuff. That's the end of part they, one. They had, um, they had more sports people coming in, like Turner sports people coming in doing wrestling. They didn't have wrestling people that were trained to do wrestling all the time. They were pulling people from Turner to do everything, which to me is crazy to think about. Like you, you can't put them in a division for themselves where they can, you know, have their own wrestling people every week. So shit's not, so shit is consistent and is, you know, working correctly. No, they fucking, give you a basketball guy that doesn't know what the fucking wrist lock from a wristwatch is. Yeah, it's weird because, I mean, to me, that's one of the most obvious things is that... Uh, they didn't waste time on marketing those Macho Man hats, though. No. <laughs> Bobby Heenan type I, I don't want to say this as well, guys. It's such a change having Bobby and Tony on commentary compared to uh, Vince and, and Sean. Sean. Oh, my God. I know well, back in the day, me and Travis used to always rip on Shivani. Um, and I have after listening to his podcast and realizing he's like one of us he you know he, he's doing what he was told yeah I, I mean I get it I look back now and I actually enjoy his work but here's another thing that also I think is lost and I just thought about Shivani's been doing this since 83 yep. this is 12th year Heenan's been doing it since he came into the WWF really on commentary so I mean, well, I didn't think how much b- before that yeah. he was just in the mouthpiece for yeah. Stevens and Bachwinkle. But see, like that's the thing. Like you, you for I forget that Shivani has been commentating for twelve years at this point. I don't. I forget that Heenan has been on there for at least ten in a in a structured environment yeah. like WWF. Like and and even Shivani's been in WWF, so they I, know what to do. I was an adult before I realized that there were people who didn't like Shivani as a commentator. I always <laughs> thought he and Mike Tanay were were great and especially I love it in Nitro when they would switch it out like the different hours uh, you'd have uh, yeah you'd have Mike Tanay or oh look it's like Hulk Hogan in a pre-recorded video by the way with his candy striper fucking pants on uh, I, I think the problem is with Tony is when I was watching I, when I can full on remember Tony Schiavone it was more towards like 99 2000 where a lot of people have already checked out and, and I think that's he, he did I think that's well, why I mean I, and I, I get that um, but as I go back and watch this stuff like when I was a kid though the one thing I would always remember is with Tony is uh, when Hogan slams Zeus like, he picked him up he slams up like I remember that in my head even as a kid you know from being a kid um but yeah there was a lot of un, there was a lot of hate towards tony and even going back and watching this tony and bobby were a bright spot through the entire show well and if you think about it tony Schiavone doesn't do anything to detriment worse than vince mcmahon did on his commentary vince mcmahon had the same catchphrases the same slogans the same phrases every show almost every match so did Schiavone. but the yeah, thing but- is he's chastised for more because their company went out of business. But I wouldn't even say that because when I look at Tony, I don't think of him um, being like a Vince. I mean, he is light years away from Vince McMahon on yeah. commentary. How much weed do you think Jimmy Hart's holding for Hogan right now? Probably as much coke as, Ho- as Savage is holding for him. <laughs> <laughs> that new Mattel Legends action figure that comes with the Creamer Cup. 
It's fucking fantastic. The fact that they made Hulk Hogan with a black eye from WrestleMania 9 is oh, fucking fantastic. I, I, let's back up on that for just a second. We'll take a, a WrestleMania 9 detour. So I've given Travis shit so much because of Caesar's this, Palace, WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania 9 Hulk Hogan figure that he got, and he was all like, oh, man, it's so great. I love Hulk Hogan. And, and, <laughs> and I'm oh, like, yeah, I love Hulk Hogan. Love that. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, this figure sucks because he doesn't have a black eye. And then you were like justifying it. And look look what happened. Now, got, like, who fucking, who fucking wins we, this war? We, we get the ultimate now with the yeah. switchable heads with yeah. the black eye and not black eye. Yeah, it comes with three heads. It's, it's fucking, it's fucking cool. cool, man. And we're going to get that Survivor Series 96 Brett that I've always wanted with the like neon orange yeah. around the outside. That ECW Bam Bam. PCW Cactus. And the fucking oh. Vaders went up for fucking pre-order and they were done in like three minutes. Yeah, it's bullshit. That's a badass figure. We're about oh, to catch that one at Target. Oh, shit, boys. It's the WCW Control Center. Oh, and here's something that I'm going to rant about. I'm going to pull a Brandon here. They definitely <laughs> put this in the wrong spot on the fucking show because Oakland's talking about when uh, Flair shows up. Like, he hasn't showed up yet. And he talks about how Vader's going to be sitting in the front row. Like, Vader isn't already sitting in the front row. And then they talk about, oh, we're going to hear from Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage, which we just fucking heard from. Good job, Keith Mitchell. You fucking suck. You deserve to be <laughs> AEW's director of whatever the fuck they do every week. It's, it's like a monkey fucking a football. It's like Arn Anderson said every fucking week. <laughs> just fucking it. And y'all can't see my hands, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, He's fucking it. <laughs> I agree with you, Travis. Uh, I, I also, like his suit is not the same suit. And his hand's not large. <laughs> <laughs> that's because he hasn't had the uh, the kidney issues. There is the, was you going to agree with me? Was it kidney? On occasion, you and I will, will line up on on something. Uh, it's, it's rare. but, it, but it I happened. like the fact that they make Hogan look bigger than Vader. And they the put picture. him in front of it, yeah. Uh, I will say, though, that this WCW... Uh, Report here that they're doing here, this control center. It's better than the Royal, the Royal Rumble report. They are hyping Super Brawl, which is creeping up. Uh, and they will say they don't have a host who looks like a fucking fool. Sorry, Travis. Shut your fucking mouth. I'm yourself. sorry, Travis. Would There's... you take Mean Gene or Todd Pettengill? Don't even fucking lie. Todd Pettengill. You're, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> No, me and Gene all the way. He does also hype the uh, WCW uh, hotline. Uh, of course he did. He, which that's, that's is his moneymaker. Which is... Uh, 1-900-99-9900. Yeah. Oh, there it is. It oh, my God. It's not censored out. Like I'm going to call it, guys. They I'm also call have, it. A, they have a Hogan hotline, which for it was weird. That was on the WWE Network version, but not on my hard drive version. Which is weird that I don't have the Hogan Here, guys. I'm calling, I'm calling the WCW hotline right now. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed. Where's me, G? Please hang up and redial the number. I need to call CNN Center. <laughs> oh, here comes the Guardian Angel. Fucking bullshit. Dude, did he just walk out of the sun? He's fucking drenched. He's here for law and order, damn it. <laughs> he looks like IRS he's out been, here sweating. He's been, he's been patrolling the streets doing neighborhood watch. Where's his red beret at? That's almost as red as your fucking face from doing all that coke. Sorry, you're dead. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I, I, I understand why they gave him this gimmick nope. from a marketing standpoint, nope. the, the association. But it's sort of stupid because they're, they don't, they observed and reported the Guardian Angels didn't fight crime so or anything. tell me that they're bullshit. Yeah. Oh, well, man. I mean, they. God, they, Mike Tanay's even taller than Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> yes, holy shit. <laughs> 
But yeah, so you're telling me the guardian angels are bullshit. No, that they're the not better than mall cops. The the guardian angels were were a good thing as far as morale and like a, a community are kind of like unity kind of thing. He stood for law and order. Are they still around? I don't know. Exactly, they're bullshit. No one cares. Con, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get raped. <laughs> Whoa. 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 I hope you, you consensually get a better friend. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we're, well <laughs> what are you going to do? The guardian angels aren't there to stop it. Good. <laughs> to, to call the cops. I would call a regular cop. <laughs> I wouldn't call like, oh, let me call a person that's going to call somebody else. <laughs> right? Just dial three numbers and help myself. I'm not going to call some red-shirted jackass with a fucking red beret that can't do anything. Anything, but stand Nine times like, out of ten, they have a rape whistle. <laughs> his penis is going in his butt. Oh my god! Let me call one. Nine times out of ten, you run into a man with a red beret. He's going to be the one trying to rape you. God, remember the truth commission? Like that was fun. Kurgan yeah. raped people. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, here, here comes earthquake. I mean avalanche. I mean shark. He oh, has. Man. He has literally the Gold exact up. same music as earthquake. Look, I wonder what, what it, it is on here though, because this isn't the network version. Well, I'm not. I'm not turning the sound up. I know. I know. <laughs> As the camera pans down, look. Oh, fuck you. Go back to. Sh- You're gonna show his uh, quad meat fat like rubbing together. No, I, I have. Hold on. <laughs> I got, <laughs> not I'm calling the spots, brother. I'm not holding the look at his ass here. But yeah, Avalanche was a terrible. Ah, oh, come on. Love Man, that jacket. Come on, Sting. At least I let Sting come out second. We we True. look. We uh, almost wondered if this was the same jacket Sting wore at Clash 1. It's I very similar. I didn't wonder that you did. You were uh, wrong. <laughs> yeah, you fucking suck, apparently. Did they break the guardrail? Oh, my God, they did, because they're trying to get to Sting. Um, he does this. He does that. He's big as a bull and he's fast as a cat. He probably is. He looks cool. Our buddy Ray Kaiser, who probably doesn't <laughs> listen to our podcast. He used to always play that for us. He would play He'd that get on drunk. guitar. He'd get drunk and just start playing. Like, <laughs> it was like, Eddie, Eddie. All right. He's the man called Sting. All right. All right. All right. Look, look at Avalanche's impressive gun. Oh. <laughs> Smart move there, Sting. Let's go for a double egg on a 400-pounder. Well, he slipped on his own jacket, Travis. Yeah, that's because he's a fucking idiot. Sting looks like a million bucks hey. as well. I'm sorry, Sting. I really love you. You're great. I think Avalanche looks out of place with his skullet. I think the fucking Guardian Angel looks out of place in all black. Where's his red at? So my this just bode well for the old turn coming. When, I, when I'm not doing when I'm not doing podcasts, you're jerking the, off. Yeah. The, yes, uh, when I'm also when I'm not jerking off or doing podcasts for the very successful ProjectLadder.net. Shout out to our good buddy TJ Bowser. Um, <clears throat> I work in uh, the tourism in- industry and uh, oof, oof. Ripley's Entertainment. Get fairly, fairly recently, uh, Sting came to our aquarium, and uh, it was sort of a to-do. I didn't, I didn't see him or anything. But evidently, and this kind of breaks my heart because Sting was one of my absolute favorites as a kid. He's one of my all-time favorites this period. But uh, I guess during the pandemic, when we first opened back up, he and his family came, and he got kind of pissy with them because he had to stand in line for hours. And because I mean, fuck, I mean, the world opened and everybody had to be there. And uh, so they're like, "Okay, you can come back. We'll let you in free. We'll give you priority everything." And it kind of broke my heart because evidently he was kind of an asshole. They pulled the pulled the I'm a big person, big yeah, star and, card. And here's the thing. Had he came in gimmick, he he could he could have done that. I, I mean, like, yeah, I don't think many people would have realized it was Sting. I mean, you, people like us. I would have known. Yeah, 
But your average everyday person is not going to know. Now, if he repelled from the ceiling, <laughs> into the fucking, shark tank, if he had a buzzard, <laughs> oh my god! If together. he was on fire and being bitten by a dog, <laughs> hashtag WCW two thousand. Oh man! But it kind of broke my heart because uh, you, you hear all these stories about Sting being a really, really great guy, and and I don't know if it was just uh, he, he was there with his family, and maybe he was just. Frustrated. I mean, it's possible, but uh, um, uh, Sting, uh, I I hope uh, you're doing well in AEW, and maybe now that you're making some money, you don't get so pissy about coming to an aquarium and coming to a tourist attraction during a pandemic. That's fine. That's fine. You should have been at home because you're in that bracket of people that are susceptible to COVID. Rest no (laughs) over (laughs) sixty. No, he's a he's a young up and comer. Yeah, okay, just saying. Over sixty, you should have been your ass at home. Looking, Sorry. Sorry. looking at Sting, like I say, he looks like a million bucks right now. Where do you think he should have been on the card in '95? He should have been Team Owen Hogan, not Savage. In my opinion, I get why they did Hogan Savage because that's well, nostalgic. I mean, this it's is known. not this is not doing anything. This is not getting over Avalanche. This isn't putting. Well, he's Sting in the faces over. of fear too. Why did you not have here's here here it is? Why did you not have Sting and Hogan versus Butcher and Avalanche? Or and Sting, Macho Man be in their corner and or 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 hear me out. The three faces of fear, six man against Hogan Sting and and then Savage. you still have the Guardian Angel be the referee. And turn on them anyway. Oh my god, we just booked a better show. <laughs> oh my god, it didn't take but two minutes. God. I mean, the three faces of fear are still in the match, but <laughs> <laughs> the other side, at least you got some star power. Well, if if you if Hogan, I love a spot. I love a spot where you just you I run to his gun. I give it. I give it to old uh, old Avalanche man. He was a hell of a damn hand. Like for a big man, he could move. And you he never hear everything. You, you never hear any fucking like terrible stories about him. Nothing either. bad about him. He met a he met a bad end with cancer and stuff, but I mean, I mean he, for all accounts, was a great guy, and he could work. I mean, I don't know why he didn't ever get too many shots later in his career. Well, they they kind of they kind of fucked him in the WWF because he had that that, that program with um, with 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 Hogan. I'm going back. Oh, you're going back to ninety. He yeah. had that match with Hogan, and then there really was no resolution to their. He eliminated him from the rumble, man. That's it. I mean, okay, well then the blow off of all bluffs. But uh, that match outdrew Savage or Savage uh, the Warrior uh, his championship run. Yeah. So, and a lot of, and I, I know some of that is Hogan, but uh, you know you're only as good as your dance partner. I mean, you gotta give Earthquake uh, fucking something. I can tell you, as a kid, when fucking Earthquake set on Damien, like that was fucking heartbreaking to me. I yeah. I thought this was I, I hated. Oh, Earthquake. there's the Hogan spot, brother. Wow! Slam the guy, and then they like made him and Typhoon the tag champs, but they never had a lengthy run. Those guys should have dominated the tag division. Do you think though, if Hogan wouldn't have been there, Sting would have been still the flag bearer for WCW? I think so. So <laughs> let's do a little bit of fantasy booking. Let's say that Savage comes, oh, but, he's man. but yeah. Hogan doesn't. Uh, he's probably yes, yes, I quit, yes. The the situation probably would have been exactly the same with uh, Sting having to play second fiddle, Savage on top. 
But the matches, fuck. Uh, that. I think they could have brought Savage in as original babyface and turned on Sting as heel. Heel Savage would have gotten over with well, a babyface Sting. I, I think if you if you plan it out, like, had you a good year-long oh, yeah. build, uh, have him and uh, him and Flair as your top feud, and then uh, then have him turn on Sting. Oh, oh here we go. The Guardian Angels he about could, to I, get... Imagine the promos, though. Savage can, Savage could be like, Ooh! That was a great punch. Savage could have been like, you thought you were, you know, the flag bearer of WCW when I really, I'm the one that took the reins and you were never good enough to be there. I can just hear the promos and Savage was a great promo. Guy's a stiff ass knee. Oh yeah. So, so we get Big Bubba Rogers coming out of the Guardian Angel here. Fucking Mean Gene ruins that here on the thing. I mean, I know Mean Gene's doing what he's supposed to do, but he like, he fucking, he tells him. He says, is this Big Bubba Rogers coming out of you? So they're holding him, and he's about to take his belt off to hit Sting. He throws Ref out. For I'm assuming time. that was probably supposed to be the, the signal to have everybody come out. All the baby faces are not hitting their spot right here to come out and save Sting them. Sting has to try to save himself. Yep. Here comes Das Wonder King in. And then Sting gets I, 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 lo- I love that all these dudes are like pro-Sting. They're, they're fanboys. Oh, Sting! Oh, we're going to cover you, Sting! Alex Wright's going to dick dance on him. I'm standing up for freedom, man. Love you, Alex Wright. Please follow us back on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I like how he's, like, like jumping at him, like, I'm going to get you. (laughs) (laughs) Big Bubba's just throwing some fucking random karate kicks. Here's the thing, though. Like, like... What do, what purpose does this serve? Uh, that no, per- it, that, it, the camera shots for Jim Barnett. The but. face-off <laughs> lasted way too long. It should already ended by now. This didn't get Avalanche over. Like I said, it doesn't get this. This feud gets nobody over. It, it does nothing. It, it does nothing. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna put heat on Sting, fucking go all in with it. Have him like end up like do a fucking stretcher job or something. If you really want to push this whole angle, it shows you that big like the hills aren't afraid of stars and stripes or Alex. That's <laughs> right. They just stand there and stare him down. Like, what you gonna do, pussy? What you gonna do? And then like Vader just sitting outside, like, where the fuck are you? Where's the bullshit? Get him out of here! I'll stay for long. One thing that we haven't really mentioned is the crowd. Oh yeah, and then like B- Big Bubba's about to cuss here, and uh, Mean Gene's gonna get on his ass. <laughs> yeah, too. Big Bubba does this interview with Jim uh, Mean Gene Okerlund, and he uh, he says he says the word ass. He Shit. says, uh, "What's going on in that ring?" And then he uh, goes to rip his shirt and he yells, "Shit!" Mean Gene's <laughs> like, "Watch your mouth, we're on television." Um, the- I did, I'm the ref of the match. How how bad do you think those guys smell? Oh, I know Avalanche probably stinks like fuck. He looks like he would be a stinky man. I feel like uh, he. I feel like uh, Big I, Boss I, Man doesn't even shit. <laughs> Big Boss Man doesn't even shower after the match. He just gets in the car and goes. Oh that, God, that's his daddy must. Look at that. Look, look at those nips. Like, look at my nipples, dude. I bet you that, that fucking. Avalanche so goes up. back there and he's got to take a scraper to get this <laughs> gut cheese. Like it's, just, it's fermenting down there. Uh, thanks for that visual. I, I did not need You're to welcome. see that. You're welcome. I like how Mean Gene like tidies it up. There's like, is this? Is Big Bubba Rogers is back? The Guardian Angel is done. And I'm like, thank God. But did anybody really want to see Big Bubba Rogers at this time? No, they did not. Hogan with these awful it's better than shots. the Guardian Angel. Look at like, this. Look at shitty. Oh, Gene, he didn't even hit him. Tink. <laughs> Tink. Oh, little tink, tink. Oh, my God. Uh, look, look, go back to what I was saying about the crowd. Uh, surprisingly, the crowd has been 
fairly into the show, considering yeah, it's... Look at those wrestling buddies just hanging yeah. out out there, though. Yeah, I agree, though, with you. I'm, um, like you were saying, it's hard to tell who was actually WCW fans here. Uh, I, I, going back and watching this, when Hogan comes out, you notice that a lot of people have Hogan merch that they're holding up. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if some of those people got that stuff for free or how that worked. Oh, well, it's probably the only thing they were fucking hawking, too. Yeah, because weren't they real notorious for that as well? That well, they, they had like, Macho Man hats, but that's about all you really see. Well, fast forward a few years later. And uh, there's a famous story about Chris Jericho's mm-hmm. wife buying an action figure of him. Uh, of, he's still of Chris. cutting and strutting Walt, by the way, but he's just trying to do it with his gripped hands. <laughs> Doug Dillinger. Um, but uh, when the when the they got the receipt for the figure, it rang up as a Hogan figure, and Hogan had it like where he got a cut of like the merchandise, regardless if it was him or not, because he had that sweet, sweet uh, Ted Turner money. So creative control. Yeah. And I don't blame Hogan leaving for one bit. I mean, he's pretty much done in the WWF. Um, I mean, I would not have turned that contract down. No, of no. course not. People shit on Hogan for, for playing the game. Like, fuck. I mean, wait, he, he earned the, he earned that money by drawing eyes for their think, think about this too. So Hogan shows up at Bash of the Beach 94. His first match wins the WCW title. He doesn't even go to fall brawl. He shows back up at Starcade. Well, that's because they only signed him no, for so no, many. He does appearances. Halloween Havoc. Yeah, he, sorry, Halloween Havoc. Yeah, he does the cage match where Ho- Flair retires. Bullshit. <laughs> "Quote unquote" retires. Which is wild because the main event of that shows the Nasty Boys, Dusty and Dustin versus the Stud Stable. Mm-hmm. Not on the cover of the VHS. <laughs> I know it's just a cage with hands. Well, because they figured none of those people on there would draw. So <laughs> just a cage with hands in it. That's how it is. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't fault Hogan for playing the game, but I do fault him for not building stars that he could continue to play the game with. No, and here, I, I, I'm kind of on the fence about this because anybody in that position, if you had, if you basically they did anything you told them to, of course you're probably going to play that card more often than not. It's their fault for allowing him to have creative control, and it was Vince's fault for putting him in the position to never put over other guys. Yeah. So it's you can't blame it all on Hogan. And he's been accustomed to that for how many years? Yeah. Well, see, I mean, and I think that's part of the reason Hogan probably left the WWF, because he knew he was about to have to start putting guys over and building people, and he didn't want to do it. Yeah, everything, hurt him. everything I've ever really heard about Hogan is he's a super egomaniac when it came to stuff like you, that. You know but he would have had to put over Bret Hart. That, that's all you ever heard about? Oh, that's a, Racist. Yeah. Well, and he's a great actor. <laughs> but I, literally think about it though what? you think that's one reason he didn't re-sign it's like okay they're like okay you gotta put over Bret Hart SummerSlam we're building for the future and he's like nope I'm done I mean he even takes promotional pictures which I would love to see of him and Bret you know tugging over the title but I honestly think that's part of it he knew he was on his downturn he'd go to WCW still be the top guy for a while because he would pop business there and then when it got to the point where he was getting WWF heat again, like where the fans didn't like him, he decided to turn heel. 
by there at the end, jump on board when he saw how quick. Because he was getting booed. Because the NWO started getting hot. And he's like, okay, that's over. I'm going to jump on it. Because they said, Eric Bischoff even says he had to convince him to do it. Yeah. Then because Sting was sitting there ready. Ooh, big boy, you're in the ring right now. Ooh, I'm going to eat your yellow and red ass for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great visual of like, his face. He just got woke up. He, was, he, he, ate, he ate a plate full of hot dogs. He took a nap and they nudged. Doug Dillinger went and tapped him like in his ribs. He just, on he just woke up. But so. if he had never turned heel for the NWO, Hogan would have probably never come back to the WWF. I don't think. Well, one of their talks, I think it was in 98, of, of, that he was contemplating going back to the Let's WWF. See, but that was after his heel run. Yeah. He got hot again. Oh, yeah. Because in 95, 96, Hogan, <laughs> his nostalgia wears off quick in WCW. I'd say, i say by... Bash at the Beach 95, it's already turning. Yeah. Well, he does that stupid monster truck thing with the giant. He killed, he tried, he attempted murder. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he comes out in black with a stupid Taskmaster paint on his face. Like, I mean, it's fucking goofy as shit. Then he got fucked by, by a mummy. <laughs> no. <laughs> the giant. The giant. <laughs> Available in our t shirt shop. It's a good one. And there's Flair. Like, I, I beat both of them. It's fine. Want to touch my penis? <laughs> okay. When you think about it, when Hogan was in WCW, who did he really put over? He put over Goldberg. He put over Sting, but it, in but a not, shitty way. Did he, did he really? No, he in a shitty way. He like, did put over Goldberg. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, um, with the intention of him being the guy to end the streak later on, yeah, which yeah. for whatever reason didn't happen. He did put over DDP. Well, when I think about it, like, Savage was there for the short amount of time, and I think of what he did with DDP, and he made DDP a star. Yeah, Savage did. Then you look at him, like, when it came time for somebody to work with the celebrities and Hogan, it was always DDP. Like, if you think about it. Yeah, I think that, and and not not to just shoot off DDP, but DDP was up up for anything, and he was one of Bischoff's good buddies. does, does, Does DDP pin Hogan? After he wins the WCW title, he defends it against Hogan a couple times. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's that, kind of a blur. Yeah. Honestly, ninety nine is a blur. When, 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 are you talking about when Hogan, when DDP wins the four way, and then he has to defend it against Hogan on Nitro? A couple no, he times. pins Flair for it. Yeah, but then he he has to defend it against Hogan. But that's when he turns heel. I think. Ninety nine is a blur, man. It really is. But if you really think about it, he put over Billy Kidman. I mean, no, he really didn't. I mean, I think he beats Billy Kidman in all those matches. I mean, he doesn't really put over anybody in WCW, but Goldberg. I think, I, God, we're going to I'm going. We're going to say that. Let's table this conversation until we get to 2000 because I have so much to say about the the Billy Kidman, uh, Hogan, and all that. That very I, calculated maneuver. Oh God! Oh God! Look at your bald spot. I'm glad it's dark in this arena. The glare will be getting everyone right now. Oh. Do you guys think it was smart business sense wise to stop doing Clash of the Champions on free TV? Well, by the time so they shortly stopped after this, in 90, they, in set, they stopped in 97, they already got 12 pay-per-views a month, well, I mean, 12 pay-per-views a year at that point. They were doing like four, I think, a year, and they scaled it back to like two and then one because they were doing more pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I think that we, we kind of uh, overlook in like the the propulsion of forward in wrestling, but also in the long run, the downward, the, the, the evolution of it is having a pay-per-view every month. You don't have any wiggle room and an air to breathe to really build things up. It makes your, it makes your shows feel less special. 
I can I can vouch for this. So when we first started doing NGW shows, we would do a show once a month, and we started getting developing a, a following. Uh, but we realized if you do a show every other month and you put bigger names on the show, you're going to draw more because, like you were saying, it gives it time to breathe. If you are mm-hmm. just constantly throwing stuff at, at them, not only are you you know oversaturating your own product. Uh, you're beginning to wear people out where they don't want to see it as much. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, right now, too much wrestling. There's way too much way wrestling. Too much. But here's here's a, it's a bad thing. I love wrestling. Loved it pretty much all my life. I haven't sat down and watched an episode of Raw all the way through in probably eight or nine months. <laughs> I mean, or, or SmackDown. Really. like well, eight or nine well, years I mean, for me. When you break it down right now, Monday, you have Monday Night Raw. Tuesday, you have NWA and you have uh, NXT. NXT. Uh, Wednesday, you have AEW. Thursday, you have Impact. Friday, you have SmackDown. Fucking five days out of the seven. That's not taking into account Dark. That's not yeah. taking into account Dark, Elevation, NXT, NXT UK, NXT UK um, Main Event, uh, Cruiserweight, or 205, 205 Live. Um, oh, well, well, before, we get, before we get any further with that. Or MLW. Like MLW. MLW, yeah. Uh, this is the most ridiculous fucking spot ever. The Butcher put Hulk Hogan out with a sleeper hold. Wrestling. How, how does he wake him up? How well, why does, is the match not over? Yeah, he didn't check his arms. Well, it's gonna, the, he, he let go of him before he could check his arms. Randy Savage not. wakes him up with fucking a flying elbow. The so, crowd has no fucking clue of why that happened. I Bobby he Heenan, was turning on him. Bob, Bobby Heenan even says, is, is he turning on Hogan? Well, see, it's bullshit because it, it kills Savage's finisher. Like, why would you even do that? I I can see the logic of why they did it, but they no. should not have done it. This kills the crowd. Yep, it th- lost to, them. To this no. point, they had been halfway into it, but there, there's just dumbfounded confusion of, like, what the fuck is going you know on right now? the best now? part of this match is? The ending? Butcher's <laughs> <Yeah>. boots. <laughs> They're actually nice boots. <laughs> but other than that, it's terrible. He bought those with his Starcade payoff. You know what? And he pretty much probably wears those boots and tights when he becomes a disciple. That's the bad thing about yeah, it. Yeah, the crazy thing about the disciple was we've talked about it before, just with us. That I had no idea that that was Brutus Beefcake. Yeah, Mm-mm. and I, I've also said this before. It's because you're a stupid kid. <laughs> I was, motherfucker. I was. He like, wore the glasses. He never took them off. I was like ten the years old. Completely different. He was. He was the second member of the One Warrior Nation. <laughs> Which makes no sense. That's so funny, stupid. One Warrior Nation. He was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> And then pretty much that kills Brutus after that, too, because Warrior leaves. And I was like, what's Brutus going to do now? Become the man with no name on WCW Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> no, he's the moody man. And he's like got short blonde hair. He goes back, oh, that fucking back body drop on Savage is fucking terrific to the outside. Shut up, Jimmy Hart. Get your stupid ass away from Savage. I just, I, I cannot, it's hard for me to believe Jimmy Hart as a babyface manager. It's just really hard. Well, let's talk about that. Why? They bring Hogan in and, number one, give him a fucking manager, which... One never talks. Which is usually reserved for heels. Yeah. You also give him a manager that is one of the most recognizable heel managers of all time. Who can cut a damn promo. Hogan doesn't need to cut promo. Like, he can cut his own fucking promos. He doesn't need Jimmy Hart. I, I guess it's more of just a comfort thing to be like, I have this guy... Who can watch my back out there and make sure things are going the way they're supposed to be? Hogan was so damn paranoid when he came to WCW, hearing from Flair and Bischoff that somebody's going to stab his ass in the back because he didn't have, I guess, the WWF 
Okay, I, Back his ass up. I didn't think about this, but man, some of this has got to make sense uh, because fucking Harley Race was in WCW at the time, and they had a very checkered past. Pulled a gun uh, on him. Yeah, he pulled a gun on him because they ran a show in Kansas City. But then he <laughs> said him and Harley were fine after that. When well, he, he didn't shoot the, him, so he had to comparatively. When he came to the WWF, I guess, because he was like, well, I'm working here now, but I don't want really to have to like you kind of thing. I don't I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I'm going to I'm gonna tell this story real quick because you just reminded me of it. The moment I realized wrestling was work, the moment that kayfabe was shattered was seeing the VHS of the history of the WWF, WWF champion. Title. Yeah, yeah, there's there's two matches on there. Both of them were Ho- Hogan and Harley. For the championship, and they're the same fucking match, and I'm like, surely to God, th- these dominoes would not fall into place exactly in this set of events twice. So that's the moment, and that they're not ca- far apart on the tape either. If I'm not, I think they point. might. They may actually be right after one another. There may be. I think there may be a match between because isn't one from Saturday night's main event? And the other one's from... Uh, it's um, been years, man, but I, I remember and it. one's from the Boston Garden or something yeah. like that. And it's, yeah, it's the exact same match because Harley goes for the pile driver on the steps. Hogan reverses him off. It's all crazy. Yeah. That uh, tape is currently for sale on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and hawk it. What's your... <laughs> TGL The Man 12. Everybody buy some stuff. Oh, fuck. Travis, <laughs> tell our listening audience about your current interaction with the immortal Hulk Hogan. Again, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I sold, uh, I think it's WWE 2K15. 15? It was like the Hulkamania edition comes with the Hollywood Hogan pop. Um, and I, last last month, I off, like the guy, Hulk, it comes up Hulk Hogan. I'm pretty sure it's Hogan's Beat Shop. People are buying it. And he offered me, um, uh, he offered like two thirty. I countered with two fifty. He never responded. So then, like last month, he co- he comes back with two seventy five, and I was like, okay, I'll take that. I was only asking three hundred for it, and like so he cost himself twenty five dollars. <laughs> uh, then when I printed out, it says to Hulk Hogan, Hogan's Beach Shop, Clearwater, Florida, and I was like, this motherfucker's probably about to make five hundred dollars by signing on the damn pop. And then, and, and it's true, but I, I have had business dealings with the Immortal Hulk Hogan. What's bullshit about this whole scenario is that he baits us to this story in our chat group and then just drops the <laughs> he goes, fuck guys, out. He goes, guys, Hulk, uh, he's like, look, look who's looking to buy this. And it, it says, says, Hulk, Hogan. It says Hulk, like, Hulk Hogan's like, and then you see it's like the beat shop stuff. And then he doesn't fucking message us back. We're like, what the fuck's going on? And then like four hours later, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, they bought it. I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> like, Travis is the worst fucking person when it comes to a cell phone. Like, he's like my mom when it comes to it's, a phone. It's bad because like, I do something and then I get busy doing something else and I don't look at my phone for hours. Yeah, yeah, fuck your fortunate life, Travis. Sorry. God, you get us all dick hard with your Hulk Hogan Sorry. stories and then don't follow that. through. I needed to come. I needed to come on your fucking story about Hulk Hogan beat shop stuff. I'm over there taking glamour shots of Crunch Classic Coliseum videos. <laughs> fucking earthquake sitting on somebody on the front of it. Like, I mean, that's what I'm doing oh, at this point in my life. This match is a clusterfuck from so, fuck. <laughs> Savage goes over the top rope and commentary puts over that the ref didn't see it. How ridiculous is the over the top disqualification rule? Because that rule goes on to almost to like ninety eight, almost ninety nine. It's bullshit. Like they and then they only use it whenever they want to. They don't. Well, and there and there is a reason for that because in this whole NWO storyline, JJ Dillon comes out and says that they're going to give the referees the opportunity to 
kind of play it by ear. Use their discretion. Use their discretion because not every scenario is the same, and they they want uh, you know legitimate uh, finishes and not you know disqualification bullshit. Especially considering the war was raging. <laughs> and then every raw, and then every nitro ends with a disqualification. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> also, here's another thing: uh, logos on the mat or non logos on the mat. I like the logo. It just depends. Uh, I'd literally liked it, and WWF would do it every now and then, like WrestleMania 12, they pop one in there. I didn't I didn't so much care for, like, Snickers on the mat and shit for Halloween Havoc. I love I like the, 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 the wrestling logo. The Slim Jim. The Halloween uh, Havoc stuff they yeah. did? Yeah, it was great. See, I Their think, set for Halloween Havoc was always awesome. Um, oh, God, here comes the Hulk. Oh, Chop! He stole, he stole Flair's move! Oh, my God. He's totally doing heel moves right now, but I recognize... Hogan always worked it, worked the heel oh, style. Brother, brother, brother. Yeah, they like have it in slow motion. Yeah, because yeah, B- B- Butcher just like oh, he got a the tag. He got a huge you know, pop. You know what I wish would have happened to the Butcher? <laughs> the fucking lady's knee would have just went straight through his head and not a glance on blood. Oh my god! I comes <laughs> the finish, guys. I'll tell you what happened. Oh, he's gonna crush his face. Oh my god! No. Oh my god! <laughs> His face wear, is shattered. He's going to have to wear a mask now. <laughs> oh. I just sold that action figure, by the way. Oh, God. So Why bad. did you have that action figure? <laughs> it was at McKay's for dirt cheap. And you have all his autographs. Your closet. Your closet. Uh, I, I, have a, I have a book signed by him. <laughs> Man, from uh, Starcast. I'm the coolest of us three because I don't have any. You have British a PN News autograph. I have a Blight Top Bully, bitch. I didn't buy any of those Brewers Beef. God, God, God I can't wait for you to see your birthday present. It's going to be so oh, great. Fuck, it's going to be it's great. So great. Fuck me. <laughs> yes. Fuck and oh, here, here we go. So, big surprise. Hogan, Hogan and Savage, Savage win. Hogan has to keep telling him to look this way because he knows oh, the coming. Oh, little man! Terrell! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he took his jacket me, off. Me and my two-tone sweater! I'm about to get right up in your face, Hogan! I think it's almost three-tone. Oh, my, oh yeah. It has let's the get, patches on the elbows. Let's get the sleeves loose. You got that from Old Navy. Look at my dress shoes. They don't match. He, he gives Hogan a fucking powerbomb in these dress shoes, and that makes oh, me kind of... Oh, yeah. Kind of sketch. <laughs> Who's the man? Look how tiny his oh feet are. His, his lower body is the tiny. same height as Hogan. Oh god! Oh, oh those punches don't have he's a thing he's No selling him. He's got he's got the elbow patches are red. Matches mask. Do you guys think Vader is champion and Hogan chasing him is worth more money? It would have made more better. money. This is why Hogan doesn't allow anyone to powerbomb him anymore because he can't take it. Oh, he, he was safe with that though. It's not like he threw him on. But here's the thing: that Hogan's dead. Hogan is dead. And then Vader's here, good. Here, here it is in a second, though. Hogan's oh, dead. Fucking Savage should have hit him with another elbow drop. Bring him back to life. <laughs> and then he doesn't get up. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, who's the... Oh, then he's on man. Okay, guys, stand up. After I just had a seizure on the mat. <laughs> Fuck, I hate Hogan so fucking much. He kills everyone's finish. Here it comes. Now these now these punches are going to have an effect, and they're the exact same punches that should be less powerful he because he, he took a power. He wasn't ball. tensed up for them. He wasn't prepared. Oh, my God. Vader rips his pants. They're in my pants. These are high-quality Rose's pants. Where's Holly Rose? I need Harley Race right now. I like how they, I like how they talk about Harley Race. He's not even fucking there. He just goes. Harley, get you gone. You gotta take him out. <laughs> My power bomb did the job. <laughs> watch this. Oh, Vader, watch out. Here comes Paul Orndorff. <laughs> oh, little man. You and your dress slippers can't stop me. Uh, it's 
Darth Vader's home. Hogan must pose. God, I hate fuck. This show would have been a lot more effective if he power bombs Hogan and it goes off with him standing over Hogan's body. It gives you a reason to win the Super Brawl. Now you're just like, ah, fuck. Well, we know who's going to win. He took his best fucking shot. Now it's over. The Hogan Hogan WWF method was unfortunately something that they have carried on with other people like Roman Reigns and, and John Cena, but... Here's it didn't work in WCW because it was traditionally a heel champion. champion. Here's the other thing, too. Baby. Like, they never show Flair again. Oh, that's because he's naked. <laughs> like, oh, they made this big deal. Flair's he's, sitting ringside. He and, has like, been. Never show it again. He's getting blown while he's giving elbow drops to the fucking uh, floor for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he can do that without the dick coming out of the girl's mouth because the penis is so big. <laughs> he's just dropping elbows. God, Hogan. Watch, just, I mean, this is your main event. So, we, in any in, in alternate universe in WWF, we're getting Diesel versus Brett, and this is what we're getting now. Vader versus Hogan is a valuable to me. It's a valuable feud. My underwear and a viable. She just put You just made me spit everywhere. I'm a big piece He's got his fucking fruit of the looms on. Vader strokes. I took Vader's best shot. I went in a Super Brawl. Don't buy the pay per view. <laughs> fucking dumbass. Oh man. Yeah, let's get some more posing in. So, fu- fun fact: I never knew this. Um, there, there was a uh, footage that leaked of. SmackDown versus Raw. I believe it was the first SmackDown versus, or yeah, Smack, the first SmackDown versus Raw game, and it took people out of the game. There's different things that were changed. Well, apparently the original Hogan model they had next they had Legends on that one. Hogan came without the bandana. I did not know this, but uh, he has in his contract that any kind of figure or any kind of uh, video game he has to have a bandana on. The cover think, is fucking bald Yes. Spot? So think back to any uh, video game you've seen in the WWE with Hogan. Does he not always have a bandana on? Yeah, but it comes off. No, it doesn't. It doesn't come off? No. In any of them? No. Oh. The figure does. Le- the only figure that they had released was the Defining Moments one. Legends of uh, WrestleMania, though, have, he, he comes have, off. I have the, the, Ho- the uh, Hollywood Hogan uh, Jax figure in the... But it the comes with a bandana, right? Yeah, but it comes off. Yeah. But any well, kind of video game. But like in has. Legends of WrestleMania, though, it comes off. I think it's because an older Hogan. True, man. I think they put more hair on that Hogan. Huh. I've never thought about that. That's right. It's weird, right? Because I never thought of it either. Oh, we're fuck gonna, you. We're going to shut up. Why is this shit balls. still going on? <laughs> He's wanting to get to Thunder in Paradise, guys. Thunder, Thunder in Paradise. Final thoughts, guys. No. Oh. The show is better than it had any right to be and still worse and not worth my fucking time. I would rather watch the Rumble on repeat three more times. What would you say the match of the night would have would have been? Arn and Johnny B. Bad. Uh, yeah. That yeah. or Alex Wright and Bobby Eaton. I think it's a close one. I think I actually like the Bobby Eaton uh, Alex Wright match yeah, more. Yeah, you would like a dick man. I, I think that Alex Wright is just super underrated when it comes to how smooth he was in the ring. No, you would think he's smooth. Yeah, I do. Jim Barnett, my boy. To me, the biggest thing is, you know, with WCW, they the pros with it is they have a better commentary team. This is like 12 minutes of him fucking posing. I do not like the way they shoot the entrance on the way out, though. 
like the entrance is going out of the screen yeah. instead of you can watch thank it god out. this shit is over god thank you jesus please please <laughs> wrestling was, gods that was not I, clash-tastic i do not want to watch this again <laughs> <laughs> clash-tastic more <laughs> like shit before we bid adieu on this episode guys we've talked about the wwf we have talked about wcw so how about we get a little bit at Extreme. Extreme Championship Wrestling. <laughs> this is ECW in January 1995, guys. Uh, right now, of course, there's still kind of an underground um, armory stuff like that. There's not really a Bingo. whole lot. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of... Lodges. I think there's hype, but there's not as much hype as there really should be. Um, just considering the people that they have there, it's still kind of in its infancy as Extreme Championship Wrestling and not Eastern Championship Wrestling. Uh, one of the craziest things to kind of think about, one of the most influential characters, I think, in professional wrestling, uh, on January 10th of 95, Raven makes his debut. Uh, Scotty Flamingo. Johnny Polo. <laughs> uh, big fan of Raven. I, I thought that the, the Raven character probably broke uh, in the mainstream probably a little too late, but there was still enough of that kind of residual grunge kind of feel in the world for it to still work. Um, then WCW killed it. I, I thought that they handled him pretty well at first, but yeah, there's, think, there's definitely a turning point. I like, think one of, the, one of the bright spots of WCW in like 97 to nine, like the beginning of 98 is the flock. I thought the flock idea was fucking cool. He dies the minute he loses the U.S. title to Goldberg. Yeah, the, the night after he won it. That is, that is. That he is, was in possession of the U.S. title for quite a while because yeah. uh, he stole it from DDP on an episode of uh, Weird Ass TV. Weird Ass yeah, Feud that I saw I'm that currently watching on my watch through of Nitro of him, Saturn, and Canyon, and like it's just convoluted as fuck. Like you don't know if if Canyons with Raven, Canyons with Saturn, Saturn with when it, Raven's affection. When it comes blah, to blah, blah, when blah. when it comes to Raven, I think DDP immediately in the match they they had at Uncensored '98 with Benoit, Raven, and DDP. To me, as a kid, was one of my favorite matches to watch because that's they they hook somebody. I can't remember if it's Page that gets hooked through the fucking Uncensored like fucking entrance way, and then he beats him with a diamond cutter off the second rope through a table. Fucking cool match. And then they also have a cage match. At Slamboree. And it's, it's DDP and Raven, and he catches Kidman. He catch Kid, Kidman off the cage with a diamond cutter. That was pretty cool. And he's like a Bowery cage match. Yeah, yeah. It was that, but like, that whole little feud with Raven, Benoit, and DDP, or Stevie Richards, um, <laughs> actually, was actually pretty damn cool there for a while. And then, like, I, guess, I don't know if Benoit gets hurt or what, but like it just focuses more towards DDP and Raven. But then Raven starts... That whole shit on Thunder where he's like a spoiled brat kid and like he's in a mansion and oh, yeah. he's like, oh, he's we never, drive this Ferrari. He was never, he was never really Raven's poor. mom has got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, they did all that stupid shit. What about me? What about Raven? Also, he was on the, the cover of WCW and WO Revenge, which I still regard as I actually like it more than I like No Mercy. Mm-hmm. I I like the the roster better than No Mercy, but No Mercy is a better overall game because it had story mode and ladder match, yeah. everything. It was pretty. I agree. Cute. Play as a referee. That's dude. You want to fuck over your friends and have a good time doing it? Be the referee in a match that they're like hotly contesting. And goddamn Bobby then, Cannon, then, then fast cat, fast count at the end, <laughs> or just refusing to count and strut. <laughs> 
<laughs> you sir, we need, we need a fucking place soon. You're a fucking heel. Uh, at the time, the ECW champion was Shane Douglas, and he's on. A, he's in a full-on feud with Tully Blanchard of all people. And they have one of the worst <laughs> matches ever. They, they, had a, they go to a 60-minute time limit draw, but what in reality, it was like a 43-minute time limit draw. Uh, totally Blanchard has went on record saying the match fucking sucked. Like, they just had no chemistry with one another, and it's a shame because both of them are solid workers, and it isn't like Tully was just, you know... himself. Or- he, he, wasn't, he wasn't like out of his league or anything. He wasn't past his prime. Uh, case in point, the worst wrestling pay-per-view of all time, Heroes of Wrestling. He has a, an excellent match with uh, Stan Lane. In fact, they're the only good match on the card. What what year is it that it's Slamboree, it's a Legends reunion, I, don't, I think it might be 94. 93. Is it 94 where Tully and um, uh, Terry Funk, they have a, like a, almost like a hardcore match? I think it's 93. I think it's the first one because they, they only have two, like, yeah. two technically Legends reunions. They call 95 that, but none of the Legends really have matches. It's, 90, it's either I, 93 or 94. they have a great match, and it's in Philadelphia, because there's a lot of the, the ECW crowd yeah. is there. So it would have to be a little bit later. It'd have to be like 94. Could be. It'd have to be, uh, which would make sense, because Tully is it's the, it's in the, the beginning first, of 95. First, one, first one's 93. The ECW television champion is Dean Malenko, Hell yeah. and he is teaming with... Chris Benoit. Hell yeah. I can't say Stevie Richards because Stevie Richards is actually there. What is this going on? Uh, teaming up, uh, they were t- uh, taking on um, Public Enemy quite a bit. Public Enemy is your tag champions, which you know, a lot of these guys, I mean, literally Public almost everybody I've mentioned all shows up in WCW. Yeah. P- Public Enemy is not my cup of tea. I never liked them. I mean, I, I never, get their gimmick, but I just don't I really never, care. I never cared much for it. And it never made real sense in WCW because they tried putting people through tables the entire match and they don't get disqualified. And they don't have anything special like Raven's Rules either. They're just like, oh, we're the table guys. We're going to put people through tables. I always looked at Public Enemy as a cheap knockoff of the Nasty Boys. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else. It does else. to me. It does. Um, that's what I not like their gimmick. Like, I just I don't know. Bright colors and disservice to the nasty boys. Am I wrong though? No, you're not. But <laughs> hardcore legend Brian Knobs would approve. <laughs> I I ironically love the nasty boys. They actually had that match they have with the Steiner brothers. I think it's at Halloween Havoc. Yeah, fucking fantastic yeah, match. They also have a the shit out of each other. have a match with what is it uh, Katniss Jack and uh, Max, Max Payne. Payne. Yeah, that, match one's, that one's badass too. Uh, speaking of Cactus Jack, Cactus Jack is currently feuding with the Sandman. Yeah, and this is when he was still being like, this is before he does the anti-hardcore promos, right? This That starts like the middle of 95. Yes. Yeah, when he starts feuding with Tommy Dreamer. I mean, they actually have quite a bit going on, and that's and that's this beginning of 95. The roster they have there right now is fucking, it's, it's see, pretty damn good. The roster's good, but like a lot of those names we hold in regard now, but Not at, so the much time, at the time, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit... Those people were probably known by like hard hardcore tape traders. Oh yeah. Not, yeah, not your mainstream audience. Yeah, like we would have probably been like, "Who is this?" Ninety five. But there, here's most of their roster. Uh, of course, you know um, all the people I've already mentioned: Shane Douglas, Tully Blanchard, Dean Malenko, Chris Wall, Public Enemy, Cactus Jack, Sandman, Stevie Richards, Al Snow, Too Cold Scorpio, Mikey Whipwreck, Sabu, the Tasmaniac, which is weird to actually see it written down and say it. Such a stupid. It's, 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 yeah, it's very, very 1995. He, yeah, he came into his own definitely. Kendall Wyndham, which threw me for a loop too, that Kendall Wyndham was working quite a bit. Him with ECW at all? No, well, he needed a fucking job. So, mm-hmm. uh, the Pitbulls, Axel and Ian Rotten, and Ron Simmons. Well, here's a 
like, uh, let me see that. There was, there was someone on there that kind of caught my eye for a second. Um, fact, if Sabu's there. Um, he gets, this, this is the year he gets his neck broke, right? it's, it's actually not too long. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a few, months, a few months later. Back, back, when, to come. back when only uh, Benoit was killing careers rather than people. Allegedly. Oh. Oh. Allegedly. Should I make a Benoit shirt like the one I'm wearing? We might get canceled for that one. Well, guys, read on. I don't care. I got another podcast. This was <laughs> it's on hiatus right now, though. This is this is the second fucking time we've had to record this fucking episode. So I hope you guys enjoy fucking Clash of the Champions. This show sucks, Donkey Dick. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. At least I got my Vader voice in the whole time. It makes me laugh. I'm it's glad you did it, man. Because we're gonna bring that bitch out whenever we uh, we cover some of these other WCW events. Oh God, which is gonna be the next episode the- we cover. The next episode we actually will be covering is, of course, we're back on track with Monday Night Raw. Um, thank God. I never thought I'd say uh, that. Uh, I watched God. it before. It's not good. It's not good. I so. think that, better than this no, shit. I, I know. I honestly it's think. It's shorter. I honestly think that we, I don't know if we talked about it, but I think this might be legit the worst episode of Raw we watch. I can't fucking wait. Who's, what's the main event? I can't remember. I know I did it because I did my job. I drank so much afterwards. It might be the Bundy. uh, Oh, the one man rumble. Yes. That was a two man rumble. That's it. God, get my lotion out for King. Uh, We also get a, we also get a rematch of uh, the one, two, three kid and Bob Holly versus the smoking gun. That should be good. That match is, it's a lot shorter. I think it's like 10 minutes. They cut like five minutes off it. Good. But Guys, we're super excited. Hopefully, this episode works out really well. Um, this is probably the closest we've ever cut to get an episode out. We usually record with about at least a week or two before the oh, show's yeah, about to drop. Yeah, Peacock, Peacock has fucked us uh, with, with the switch over. Hey, but you're fucking welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I well, saved yeah, the day. Yes, thank you, Travis, for saving from, the fucking day. The first time ever that your, your <laughs> unceasingly nerdy fandom has paid off in dividends. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Wrestling Ruined. Uh, check us out on ProjectLouder.net. Big shout out to our good buddy TJ Bowser and all the other great podcasts on there. And speaking of podcasts, uh, Ransom Black Lodge, as uh, Travis alluded to, is going on hiatus until uh, June 1st. We're relaunching. We're 100% moving our feed over to them. And uh, a couple reasons why we're delaying is uh, to make the uh, transition as smooth as possible and give people an opportunity to move their RSS feed and resubscribe and all that. Plus, the uh, episode that we have coming out, uh, Mayhem, directed by uh, our good buddy, uh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name, Uh, fuck, uh, Joe Lynch, fuck, cut that out. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was nice enough to give us an introduction and um, and he was actually very excited. He's like, you know, just let me know when the episode comes out. I want to be able to listen to it and everything. And uh, I told him, like, listen, uh, we're going to postpone because a monumentous thing has happened. Stephen Yen, who's the star of the film, you may know him from The Walking Dead, he got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor. This is the first time an Asian American has ever been nominated. So we, in good conscience, we can't put out a retrospective of something that has such a pivotal talking point being potentially left out. So we decided we're going to reconvene uh, starting in June. We'll have everything moved over and we'll take it from there. And uh, I just want to say everybody that listens to this podcast and my podcast are very appreciative. And I know everybody else is very appreciative for how well this podcast has been doing and we're yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, last time we checked, I think 
it was last week, Brandon said, I think, well, we were like 94. Went 91. 91 on uh, Wrestling Podcast. That's fucking cool. You guys are awesome. For six for six episodes in, I never thought we'd be that high up. Well, you know. I, quality content, though. I mean, we should have known. <laughs> Brandon, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I intend to when you guys leave. Uh, ew. <laughs> well, guys, uh, this is Eddie Shepard along with Travis Lasseter and good old Brandon A. Lane. Thank you. <laughs> can't, can't wait to, to bring you guys more content. And uh, thanks for sticking around, even though Peacock wants to be little bitches. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.